Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. Having slaughter, beautiful song, energetic start to the morning. 
There is a fountain. Who is the king? Victorious warrior and lord of everything. My rock, my shelter. My very own. Blessed redeemer. You must personalize this God. There's so many things he is to people. But what he is he to you? He's the anchor to your soul. Keeps you grounded in times of the storm. Gives you direction when there's confusion. And your trust must be anchored in something deeper than your own abilities. In a time of a lot of uncertainty, in a time of economic unrest, is a fountain. 27 minutes past 6, welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Starting off with Business Sense with ADB and then the Newspaper Review, Business News, Sports News, all in the first hour of the show. These are difficult economic times, but we keep the system moving. The media can be considered the oil of the system. Oh yes, communication between leadership and citizenship. From bottom up to top down, it's also horizontal, people speaking to people. Good morning, it's a quick one in my head. It's a Latin, I don't know the Latin quotation, but it says you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have, and you can't put something on nothing. So those are two things I want us to reflect on. You can't give what you don't have. Neither can you put something on nothing. You must have something to give if you will make an impact. It doesn't matter the size, but you must have it. So what do you have? There's nobody with nothing. You have something. And all leadership begins with what you have. All influence begins with what you have. As my famous mathematics professor always says, start with what you have been given. Any serious mathematics course at tertiary level, there's always something you've been given. It could be a coefficient. It could be a relationship. It could be a fraction. It could be a relation. But you have to start with what you have been given. So Ghana, what have you been given? It's not just gold. It's not just timber. It's not just oil. It's not just cocoa. You've been giving people. You've been giving minds. Use the very best of what you have to create what you want. What you bring development is not with another. It's not in another nation. Start with what you have been given. Start with what you have been given. Think about that. Business has brought to you by ADB. Get up to 80% of your next net monthly salary in the payday plus no interest on repayments within 30 days. Call them on 0244284197. ADB truly agree and more. In a few moments, Nathan and Godfrey will join me with the newspapers. 
Brought to you by Total Quartz. Specially conditioned and developed for the latest generation engine. It's the Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. For optimum performance and efficiency of your vehicle, visit your nearest Total Service Station. Ensure your car is well protected with Total Quartz. Keep your engine younger for longer. And simply visit fidelitybank.com.gh or use the mobile app to conveniently update your records. We are already in July. If you need more information, call 0800-003355. Fidelity, believe with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. trying hard to make your morning a bit brighter and a bit dreary with all the rains, dark clouds, economic malaise, IMF, and all those crazy things. So this is 6.35. This is Abba. It's called Dancing Queen. And I have Nathan bobbing his head. Clearly you like the song. <laughs> no, Abba is great. Even though when they started singing, we were all not born. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the great things about greatness is when you can do something that even when you're no longer there, still speaks when you're not there. They tried to do a reunion uh, not too long ago. Not too sure how that went. But I think they were, they, they, they burst onto the scene, I think in the 70s. Yeah, before all of us were born. Anyway, so good morning to you, Godfred, as well. Good morning. How are you doing? I am well. You're a bit mellow this morning. Yeah, I have, I have a bit of a headache. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I hope it's not an economic headache. 
No. It's just the existence. Normal headache. Ah, okay. Don't worry. No, easy. Maybe you'll be part of it. No, no. There's only between a, 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 a figurative headache and a literal headache. Mm. Yeah. So let's let's start with the headlines. Well, I think the creative headache could lead to, to yeah 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 <laughs> an economic head, actually you're right. So sometimes you can be so broke your head will start bashing you. But when you calculate your options, <laughs> you go to bed working much. <laughs> you know, you wake it, up. It's not it's not, it's not, it's not balanced. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. So let's start with the headlines. The Ghanaian Times. Well, the Ghanaian Times says 500 million euro Manso Huni Valley Railway mm. work begins mm. Mm. as President cuts out and declares it. Highest single investment. Mm. Mm. Ghana, mm. Mr. Ghana. GS invites school heads over teacher strike, mm. and Accra residents fume over persistent floods after early morning downpour. And if you go to the back page of the Ghanaian Times, 64 infant regiment inaugurates 100 bed accommodation at Gonda Barracks, mm. and Ghana earns 3.3 billion dollars in revenue from NTEs in 2021. Front page of the Daily Graphic paper says that strike paralyzes public schools. Government urges unions to restore services. Former toll workers petitioned president of a lost jobs. And there's a photo of Professor Eric Abwaji. He's a Ghanaian who has led the UK team on a breakthrough when it comes to bring disorders. Mm. Okay. The finder says sword cuts for 500 million euro railway line. Mm-hmm. Non-traditional exports raking $3.33 billion in 2021. Mm-hmm. Malicious accusations against John Boydou are false. Mm. That's according to a campaign team. All right. And teacher strike GES to meet unions. All right. Front page of the Republic Press this morning says Tarzan joins IMF chat drops Ufuriata from government delegation. <laughs> So how can he drop drop for your time from government delegation? <laughs> He's doing selection from our side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't blame COVID-19 and Russia-Ukraine war for your economic mess and this government. On the IMF bailout, free SHS won't be cancelled, Finance Minister clarifies. And the National Security Minister says 17 terrorist attacks recorded in West Africa in June 2020. Mm. Okay, the Chronicle says, we are dying of hunger. Bring back road toll. Mm-hmm. Workers petition parliament after government loses estimated 78 million CDs in revenue. Mm. Ex- importers and exporters vow to resist imposition of additional taxes. NLA denies impropriety in the licensing of private lotto operators and construction of 500 million euro rail line underway. Mm. Front page of the Herald newspaper IMF to shut down free senior high school Napco National Cathedral cut government size and others. Hey! <laughs> How Kufado almost rendered Rekub Robe blind for criticizing his government is also on the front page of the paper. <laughs> The new saving guide. Mm. They also have the uh, Mansohuni Valley Railway story. Other stories IMF expected to ease financial stress as Ghana Euro bonds extend gains. Seek appropriate forum for illegal demolition. Supreme Court advises Jaleel and non traditional export earnings up by 17%. That's mm. according to the GEP. All right. Front page of the Inquisitor says the chips are down. Ofiata banned. From speaking on why government took IMF decision, Northern Development Authority on Fire. But uh, this story is a big story that and has, it's, 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 it's not getting the it's right not getting attention. Right attention. Northern Development. Yes, over alleged forgery and inflation of contract sum. Mm. It comes with a photo of Sumaila Abdul Rahman, the mm. current NDA boss. Mm-hmm. And the Daily Analyst says, saving the economy. Government IMF begin talks today. Mm-hmm. Government hopeful of successful program. Mm-hmm. Uh, substance believed to be crude oil discovered at Apremdo in the Western region. How did you get there? <laughs> That's the question. Ghana needs to refine its crude oil. That's uh, according to Benjamin Menu. Mm-hmm. And in Kwanzaa South MC, um, 
He's opened a three-unit classroom block. All right, let's go to the publisher. Well, the front page of the publisher, finally, from me, Bernard. The president's opening, uh, commissioning, or is this sort cutting? We'll I get think, to details yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Of the 500 million euro railway project in the Huni Valley, is on the front page. And Petit Team Scouts players for UK tournaments. Government under pressure. E-Levy fiasco. Teachers strike. Accra flats again. Nurses demand cash. IMF Wahala. Reshuffle fatigue. The people has just listed all the problems. Can you go through that again? <laughs> so how many headlines are you have? They have one. It says government under pressure. Mm-hmm. Levy fiasco. Mm-hmm. Teacher strike. Mm-hmm. Accra flats again. All in one headline. Yes. Or, nurses, or one story. One story. Nurses demand cash. Abba. IMF Wahala. Reshuffle fatigue. That is the government under pressure. My God. <laughs> Let me take you online for a few other headlines. Citynewsroom.com leads with running to IMF a lazy approach. Government must apologize. This is the CPP. Meanwhile, IMF program won't affect free SHS and other flagships. This is government. Now, Marcus Iwebua says Ghana must be ready or government must be ready for cuts in free SHS and school feeding. So sort of contradictory. And then teacher unions won't back down until uh, COLA is paid. This is Angel Kabonu. Still on City News. Government is meeting, meeting striking teacher unions today. And then nurses and midwives group have joined calls for payment of COLA. And then um, we are also told that uh, Savannah Region considers external workers for SHS over teacher strike. Major Online leads with, we will resist attempts to punish the poor worker, Dr. Bayou, to government. Also, uh, demand for COLA was not triggered by IMF bailout. This is Nagrat. And then concern from unions must be tackled adequately, Dr. Asante Ano. So lots of work agitations. Mm. And then hundreds of ECG customers rush to fix metering challenges. That's also on the front page of the website. If you go to Star FM, let PNM Samjona lead negotiations with IMF Adongo to government. Kaswa Ritual Meda, I want new qualified jurors for trial, according to judge. Parts of Accra flooded after Tuesday morning downpour. And stop taking teachers for granted. Minority government. Meanwhile, GES is telling headmasters to keep schools open despite the strike <laughs> announcement. If you go to City Business News, E Levy wouldn't be terminated because of IMF bailout. This is mm-hmm. government. And then uh, IMF likely to reject program with wholesome government subsidies, according to Professor Peter Quarte. A few other headlines Don't for you. Have you. Williams in your headlines. It's on City Sports. And he has switched. Maybe you want to start with that. Or oh, I don't know, maybe later yeah, so on. Yesterday, Kent was doing Don't Come Yeah, so Inyaki Williams has agreed to play. So the story on City Sports is that Qatar 2022, Inyaki Williams confirms Ghana switch with a video. Mm. And then thieves who stole AstroTev to decorate their rooms have been arrested. Charlie <laughs> Ghana And then UK Prime Minister, this, this is the BBC, UK Prime Minister is fighting for survival after top ministers quit. Yep. His finance and health ministers have resigned over an appointment he made. You should read the letters they put out. We'll probably discuss some of that on the show this morning. So those are the headlines. Let's start with the Ghanaian headlines. Well, all right, let's go to pages 16 and 17. The president is there, and yesterday he cut the sword for the commencement of work on the construction of a 500 million euro Mansuhuni Valley section of the Western Railway. Describing it as the highest single investment for real development since Ghana gained independence, the president indicated that the project was to be completed within or completed well, within 42 months. Addressing the gathering at Manso mm-hmm. in the Memphis Central District, the president bemoaned the fact that one of the great tragedies of Ghana's post-colonial era was allowing her railway infrastructure developed under colonial rule to deteriorate completely. Mm-hmm. According to him, out of the 97 kilometers of colonial narrow Sorry, narrow gauge rail network bequeathed by the colonialists, barely 10% was operational. 
Okay, mm-hmm. So there are pictures of the president there mm-hmm. waving to the crowd and all. So, so at least is that the question you ask about whether commissioning or mm-hmm. outdooring? So where exactly is this so starting? This, where is this it going? This is Manso, Manso Huni Valley section. So Manso to Huni Valley. Okay. That's, so this that the section region. of the Western Railway. Uh, how long is it? Do we know? Um, it's not okay, stated um, in the story you have. Okay, hold on. Um, it's a, okay. Now he also knows that the development of the Western Railway line is on course. With twenty-two, it's a twenty-two kilometer section of the line right. from Kojokrum to Mansu. Pro- proceeding so it's twenty-two steadily. kilometers. All right. Okay. All right, Godfrey, What do you have for me? Well, I want to talk about the rain. All right. What, what did it do yesterday, yesterday? Before I talk about labor and all this, mm, lots of agitations. Yes. On page twenty-four of the Daily Graphic, parts of Accra inundated with floodwaters again. Mm-hmm. Some parts of Accra were again hit by floods after downpour that lasted about two hours yesterday. Mm-hmm. The rains, which affected mostly the eastern and northern parts of the capital, left many communities flooded and also caused heavy vehicular traffic on some major roads. As usual, flood-prone areas such as Kanishi, Odoko, and the Kwame and Kuma interchange were not spared by the floodwaters. Mm-hmm. At Kanishi, for instance, the floodwaters caused a great luck with motorists heading to Accra through Kanishi, being forced to make U-turns and use alternative routes. Mm-hmm. The north and south industrial areas were once again submerged with vehicles and busy terminals, such as the state-owned Intercity <coughs> STC coaches Limited, being affected. But as you see some of the photos, the STC one is incredible. There are so many places yes. with flooding uh, issues. Then there's also Adabrak official town, mm-hmm. our own place here. The University of Ghana, Mesa Sabah Hall. It's always been in a, you know, Sabah Hall is almost in a low drainage area. So there's always Has a this talent. happened before? Not to this extent. Not okay. to this extent. So Sabah Hall struggled with it. And yesterday, a gentleman on Twitter um, shared a drone image of Chado. It was like hey! over Jordan. Bernard. It was like, well, you know, Chado is not too far from the Peshi La- La- lagoon. So basically, it's in the Peshi basin. Yes. So if you block the end, then the road construction has not helped. Uh-huh. So from the, the, the goyle at the end of that cross, all the way inside. So once the outlet is blocked, everybody and else it's not going to change anytime soon. No. They should just prepare. Or they should, maybe the road design should accommodate for more water flow across but it's not going to change you don't think but i think it i think it's been worse because of the road Chad, a lot of people because of the road pray. yeah okay. so chad is in the the basing of the yeah. patient that's where now, it happened in relation to that page 24 of the ghanaian times mm. uh, they say that some residents are fuming by the way chad for business who are not in accra is behind trade fair yeah. center so the area behind trade fair center leading you to testing that's what they call chad mm-hmm. yeah so some residents have been fuming now mm-hmm. they say that Accra needs to rework itself. Mm-hmm. Places like Medina, Spintex, Kwame Nkrumah, Seko, Kanishi, all of that ex- experience some rain. Mm-hmm. Residents in the affected areas were seen scooping water out of their houses mm-hmm. and offices while others moved their belongings to safety. A frustrated public sector worker, Seydou Ahmed, asked the government to increase investment in the needed infrastructure and projects that address flooding and the projects that will enable the free flow yeah. of water. So they just picked the brains of some people who were experiencing all right. Staying with that, on page 36 of the Daily Graphic, 320 legal structures go down in Lejokuku municipality. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these include those on water courses that often lead to flooding anytime it rains. Mm-hmm. Apart from ensuring an orderly development of the municipality, the exercise will also make way for the free flow of water, especially during the raining season. Remember, the president issued a directive about a month ago mm-hmm. that all buildings in waterways should be removed. Yes, yes. Uh, I think we've seen Wajak, but we do something and now we have... Yeah. Just to like, put it more. in context, the Australians are going through massive flooding. Over mm. 500,000 people supposedly displaced by the floods. We're told the rains have moved up north. So as we're not justifying what's happening in Ghana, sometimes the level of rain and the intensity can cause certain kinds of floods. And what happens in Accra is usually flash flooding. Mm. It happens for like a few minutes and then it goes away. In the Australia case, it's been like 
days of a lot of flooding they have to evacuate a lot of people now let's talk about the labor side so I, there's so many stories so i think this is the thing mm. government is meeting striking teacher unions today that's the lead story in an interview city news president of uh, nagrat in Lukabanu says the unions expect a significant response from government they are asking for 20 percent cost of living allowance now to put that story in context nurses have joined the calls for cost of living allowance university lecturers are also joining the calls jonas nabo is reporting that the union of professional nurses and midwives have joined calls by some public sector workers for the government to pay a 20 percent cost of living allowance the allowance they say is to help cushion them from harsh economic situation in the country we're also told that um utag uh, in a special on tuesday health workers say they associate themselves with the ongoing strike jointly declared by utag Tew. i don't i don't think utag has declared a strike yet Mm-mm. No, so that the story is making so basically, Utah have called for 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 Kola, but they haven't declared a strike. So it's still it's uh, Nagrat, it's Nat, and then CCT. Those are the groups that have called for for Kola. And then if you go to Joy Online, they are quoting Titus Bayu, who is the Ghana Medical Association. He's uh, the general secretary of GMA says that uh, both government and IMF should look for creative ways to solve Ghana's problems rather than disadvantage the poor public sector worker, as has been done in the past. And they are saying the cutting down of public sector employees, the freezing of new employment, and then appropriate compensation of workers that have characterized previous IMF programs will be vehemently resisted this time round. I wanted to give you a very interesting story from two years ago mm, in the me. Daily Graphic. Actually, three years ago. So, in December 20... Actually, let me just get the exact date. July... 16 mm-hmm. 2019 mm. the daily graphic front page story says work to avoid another bailout imf tells government story by philip boatin kessier so this is july 16 2019 how many years ago is that three years mm. the resident rep of imf in ghana dr abetuna mama he's still the same guy in office <laughs> has advised or at the time advised the government to pay critical attention to issues that can send the country back to a bailout program with the fund. He mentioned the high risk of debt distress, weak domestic revenue mobilization, off-budget transactions, and a high level of fiscal risk from the energy sector as issues that could erode the gains in stabilizing the economy. Mm. Obviously, we did not listen to him. And also, some other things happened. Dr. Priscilla Chumisi Balfour, you mm-hmm. know her? Yes. 2019. She said the I, same thing? 2019 did an article and said, we'll be back. Now, Dr. Tunawama gave the advice at a roundtable workshop organized by a civil society organization the Economic Governance Platform in partnership with IMF and Oxfam in Accra on Thursday. The theme for the workshop was Tackling Ghana's Political Budget Cycle, Lessons for Ghana Beyond the IMF. And then there was a panel discussion. And then I'm sure you know that in May that year, 2019, the IMF and the World Bank classified Ghana as a high-risk distressed country. Mm-hmm. And then they did a joint sustainability analysis which said that Ghana's debt-to-GDP ratio had breached the required limits, thereby putting the country at high risk of debt distress. This is July, this is May 2019, guys. So, well, this is just to say, we advise, we didn't really listen. Well, the publisher says government under pressure, and this story was done by Halifax and Sandu himself. Okay, yeah. government under pressure yeah. in what area? It says rectifying Ghana's economic stagnation and rising cost of living under the coup for Adulet government has become like peeling an onion. <laughs> There's always another layer. <laughs> While they're burning, an irritation of sore eyes goes on. Is that actually in the story? Ah, that's a lead. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it says, in a rather unanticipated twist of events, the mm. government has found itself choked by the, in the throat mm. by diverse challenges, which it is bending over backwards to solve mm. without much success. Mm. It then goes on to list teacher strikes, nurses demanding cash, e-levy fiasco, mm-hmm. a craft floods, IMF for Hala, 
and reshuffle fatigue. Then Ezebe Yeboa is saying government must be ready for cuts in free SHS school feeding. This is interesting because the government has said free SHS yeah, is not going. An FAQ yesterday. Yeah, yeah no. but there's, there's no between a cut and then a removal. So mm-hmm. Ezebe Yeboa in an interview on Face to Face, who is a former chair of finance committee, says the government should prepare to make cuts to major policies to get the economy back on track. He told Umaru Sanda on Face to Face that the school feeding program, the free SHS policy and the national builders called NAPCO are areas government could make savings on. The government itself has come out to say that the E-Levy will not be terminated, neither will free SHS be terminated. Okay, if you go to the Chronicle, toll workers are speaking. Mm. Now, they have called on, the, on Parliament to ensure that government fulfills the promise of paying their monthly salaries when mm. it collapsed the road toll business. Mm-hmm. In a petition they presented to Parliament yesterday, the group also said they wanted the government to bring back road toll collection business. So, mm. well, um, I- it will be recalled mm-hmm. that the government through the Ministry of Roads and Highways called for the cessation of toll collection. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, government was fetching an estimated 78 million CDs annually yep. from the tolls, but that money is no more. And they there. are asking for a lot. Well, let me tell you about IMF and the selection criteria for the squad. Mm-hmm. All right. Since we are naming squads. Yeah, so, <laughs> so many stories. So the public what? press has one. says Tarzan joins IMF chat, drops of a from government delegates. But I'll start from the inquisitor. In fact, the Star FM says, let Kwame Penim and some journal lead the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Selection. But well, let me tell you about those who might not make the squad. I actually thought you should help me that and then go to the NDA story. Okay. It's on the same paper, yes. All right. So let me start with that. It says, Ghana's he who must be obeyed finance minister, Mr. Kenny Foyata, people are writing list today, has been cut to size by his appointing authority as he has been banned from making pronouncements on the country's move to the International Monetary Fund. Oh, really? Mr. Foyata was excluded from cabinet ministers deployed to speak on the government's decision to go to the IMF for a bailout. Mm. The government decided to have the ministers go out for media engagements for the public to appreciate why it was seeking the IMF help to put the country's economy on a strong footing. Mm. The finance minister, it is believed, was left out of the ministerial media engagement team because of his earlier pronouncements and posture, which was staunchly against Ghana going to the IMF for a bailout. Mm-hmm. And then on the NDA story on pages 4 and 5, mm-hmm. there's an easy calm within the corridors of the Northern Development Authority following allegations of forgery mm-hmm. and inflation of a contract sum. Mm-hmm. The NDA has been silent on allegations by the former CEO of the authority, Dr. Suleiman Anamzoya, mm-hmm. against his successor, Sum- Sumaila Abdul Rahman, mm-hmm. of falsifying figures and forging a signature for a 10 million Ghana CD contract. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. The two-page petition by Dr. Namzoya detailed how the Sumaila Abdul Rahman led management committed the fraud in his name. Yeah, that story is a big story. Somehow it's not getting the traction needed. I wanted to take you to the UK. Boris Johnson is fighting for political survival as he prepares to face his members of parliament. Now, UK Prime Minister is fighting for survival after two of his top ministers <coughs> attacked his leadership and resigned on principle. Chancellor Rishi Sunak and Health Secretary Sajid Javid quit within 10 minutes. Now, the Chancellor is the Finance Minister. Mm. So it's like having Ken Oferata and Ajimamino resign within 10 minutes of each other, followed by a flurry of junior ministers and aides. Now, the critics said it is over for the Prime Minister, while the opposition party, the Labour, said his lead, he uh, said the party he led was corrupted. But a source in the number 10 Downing Street said Mr. Johnson was determined to continue in office and deliver what he promised to the people. Now, what is really happening is that there was an appointment of a man uh, who is called Chris Pincher. It's now called the Chris Pincher Affair. And he apparently has a long history of abuse. And the fact that the Prime Minister knew about some of the charges against him and still went on to work with him 
is what has led to a lot of these resignations. Mm. So the UK's political scene is going through a lot of interesting Can things. Can you give me the, the Inaki selection? Yeah, the, the, the Inaki stories on City Sports Online. I wanted to give you another story, but let me give you that one. So uh, this is a story that came in, I think, yesterday. It says, Inaki Williams confirms Black Stars or Ghana switch with a video. Nice video. And wow. Bernardo says, writing that uh, Athletic Bilbao forward Inaki Williams has confirmed his intentions to play for the Black Stars of Ghana ahead of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. He was in Ghana at the start of June with his younger brother Nico for vacation. He'll talk to DFA on a possible nationality switch. Now, in a video posted on his Twitter page to confirm his decision, Williams said, quote, Today, a new challenge begins. From now onwards, I'll defend the shirt of Ghana. Mm. Inyaki Ela expressed reservations about switching from uh, nationalities for Ghana in an interview last year. He says, My parents are from Accra, and I really enjoy going, but I wasn't born or raised there. My culture is here, and there are players who would mean more. So he, he was raised in Spain, mm. but his parents lived here. Mm. So he was born in Ghana. Right. Then there's the, the story then gives us uh, some other angles. It remains to be seen if his brother would also make the switch. But it's not even yesterday. Uh, yesterday, a long list too. Yesterday, yes, so Salisu has agreed. Yes, so I think we need to discuss a little bit of that. Tariq is Tariq coming. Is coming. I'm told. added Patrick Pfeffer. Yes. As well. Uh, so there were seven uh, players. Connix Yeah. And Stephen Ambrosius. We'll have a, a, if we have time, we'll spend a few minutes. Oh, we have time. That. We have time. Okay. I have time. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I know. IMF has, IMF so, so already. GFA has confirmed that Salisu is for Tariq and five others ahead of internationals yeah, so of the germany boys Edin Ketia and others will discuss it. fantastic so thank you oh, that's what i remember if i remember already so a bit of good news for yes, the morning Charlie, more players are coming yes this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation It's time for City Business News brought to us by Goyle, MTN, and Enterprise. Bianca Luku is here with the details. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. We'll start with the IMF because today it will mark the commencement of in-person meetings between government and the delegation. So how long will the negotiations take and what will an IMF program mean for key government policies like the electronic transfer levy, e-levy, are this following Business News Dex report has more. According to the IMF, it stands ready to assist Ghana to restore macroeconomic stability, safeguard debt sustainability, and promote inclusive and sustainable growth, and also address the impact of the war in Ukraine and the lingering pandemic. However, not all persons are enthused with the government's decision to seek the assistance of the Bretton Woods Institution for balance of payment support. Labour unions, including the Trade Union Congress TUC, for example, believe resorting to the IMF means the economy will likely reel under several restrictions and controls to be imposed by the fund. Some have even questioned the fate of the controversial electronic transfer levy, e-levy. In a recent document cited by City Business News titled Frequently Asked Questions as Government Engages the IMF for a Possible Funded Program, the Finance Ministry assured that government will not terminate the e-levy simply because because the IMF will give Ghana money. According to the ministry, government is committed to ensuring the smooth operationalization of all taxes, including the e-levy, to ensure that in addition to the IMF's resources, government can continue to support its developmental goals on its own while ensuring that tax-to-GDP ratio increases to peer range of 
10% to 18%. It added that an IMF-supported program is likely to encourage the government to investigate the factors hindering the success of the e-levy, including by providing technical assistance if needed and come out with strategies to improve it. On how long it will take for the negotiations between Ghana and the IMF to be concluded, the document from the Finance Ministry noted that even though program negotiations can be quick or be protracted for up to six months or more, government stands ready to quicken and shorting the negotiation process by sharing relevant data as well as presenting its enhanced economic program that will anchor the supported program. Now, the Ghana Association of Savings and Loans Company has pledged its commitment to ensure safety and security for the funds of its customers. This comes on the back of the rising cases of fraudulent activities in the financial sector. Recent data from the Bank of Ghana proved that the value of losses recorded as a result of fraud in banks and specialized deposit-taking institutions in 2021 jumped by 144% to clock 61 million cities compared to the 25 million cities recorded in the previous year. In reaction to this, the Executive Secretary of the Association, Chinibua Kodria Buache, noted that it remains a priority for his outfit to implement measures to prevent such happenings in the savings and loan sector. It's not encouraging that you should have an increase in fraudulent activities, but in any case, we are into an era where people are continuously looking for ways and means to um, get into the systems. And as we expand, we, the, the space is prone to this kind of risk. And so reading the report, you also realize that the SNL sector, the impact there is something that we think that we will continue to work on. We will continue to make sure that our customers' funds are well protected. We will continue to make sure that our employees um, are well cultured. Our employees also continue to work within the, the confines of the law. And so it's something we will continue to improve on our operations to make sure that customers' funds are very safe with uh, an SNL or a savings and loans company. That was Chunibua Kodria Buachi, the Executive Secretary of the Ghana Association of Savings and Loans Company. Now, the National Petroleum Authority, the MPA, is encouraging the public to reach out to its office whenever they have a challenge with products sold to them at the pumps. This, according to the MPA, will enable it to weed out non-compliant companies in the system. There have been cases where individuals have been shortchanged while others were sold substandard fuel that ruined their vehicles. Communications manager at NPA, Mohamed Abdul Kudos, stressed that his outfit is mandated by law to regulate the petroleum downstream industry in the country and is bent on living up to its mandate. When, when you write to us and or you, 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 you can't post your complaint or you call us and send us a complaint, we would have officers immediately attend to it. So what we primarily do is that when we get a complaint, we look at the department that is ultimately responsible. We put the, uh, the complaint to the department, then we rush immediately to the 
filling station where you probably bought your fuel and have a certain complaint to make. Then the investigation immediately is carried. When the investigation is carried and the OMC is found guilty, the OMC is accordingly sanctioned for that. And you, the consumer, who probably have had your facility, your gadget or vehicle destroyed, you would equally be compensated for that. And so we have avenues that allow consumers to be compensated where uh, uh, a product that they, they bought from. That's Communications Manager at National Petroleum Authority, Mohamed Abdul. Now, the Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Godfrey Jebouadame, has charged the National Steering Committee to, within three months, develop a national action plan on business and human rights in Ghana. Mr. Dami says the action plan should provide a framework that ensures the respect for human rights by businesses. There's more in this report. Now, Ghana's small and medium-sized business sector is set to receive a major boost as Secretary General Ghana has signed a partnership agreement with the African Guarantee Fund to increase its financing support to SMEs through enhanced credit facilities. Now, the total guarantee facility of 35 million cities will enable the bank extend financial support to SMEs for which access to bank facilities is difficult. Now, speaking at the signing event, the managing director of the bank, Akib, Uzani noted that the facility will also enable the bank's scale-up lending to women and green businesses. Well, that's it for today's edition of the City Business News brought to you by MTN Enterprise Live as well as Goal and powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kyle Loko. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Eleven minutes past seven. Let me say good morning to Calvis Tete. Yesterday was your wife's birthday. Today is your birthday. Oh, you are too much. <laughs> He's our central regional correspondent. No, you planned the thing well. Today, the sixth of July, is your birthday. Calvis is what you call a proper journalist. A proper journalist. Happy birthday, my brother. Enjoy your day. Business news brought to you by MTN. Quick reminder: all MTN SIM cards in Ghana must be registered again with only the Ghana card by the 31st of July. This exercise is applicable to all your data SIMs, your modems, your turbonets, your routers, etc. Failure to register your SIM card will mean that you will not be able to use the internet after the 31st of July. Register your data SIM. Please visit simregistrationportal.mtn.com.gh and fill out your details. Note that the registration is free and you will not require to make any payment.
And brought to you also by Go, your OMC of choice. We're keeping life ever so convenient. We now accept Momo for all fuel you buy. Remember to Momo it at Goel. You can use your bank card, all bank cards, to buy fuel at Goel. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and get that convenience worked into your routine. So far, TUC has demanded for cost of living allowance. And then you've had teachers, NAGRAT, NAT, CCT, TEU. Nurses have also joined the train. <laughs> so what at all is cooler? And this has come at a very interesting time. Because some of the trends we've seen suggest that Ghana is facing an emigration crisis in the health sector. The number of health professionals leaving the country to the United Kingdom is probably at the highest level since records started. So this is a time where workers, including nurses, are complaining about cost of living. And it has coincided with a period where the United Kingdom is actively recruiting Ghanaian health professionals, in particular nurses. What does this mean for healthcare provision in Ghana? We're putting up hospitals. We call it Agenda 111. <laughs> Will we have qualified nurses by the time the agenda is done? Oh, yes, we have a lot of nurses who want placement in Ghana. But trust me, a lot of our very good nurses are being... It's not as if they are trying to leave. Oh. They are being lured. They are, they are dangling goodies before them. And I think it's a conversation we need to have. We'll try and do that on the show this morning. But of course, the other story from the sports, not one, not two, not three, about six new players eligible to play for the Black Stars. What does this mean? Well, Benjamin Ketia will give us the lowdowns brought to us by Lesheho. If you're a government worker or a private salaried worker ready to go big with your passion, Lesheho has big news for you. Take a new loan between the months of May and August. Receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big. Visit appforms.lesheho.com or call 0577-699-923 and let's go big together. Lesheho, let's improve life. And the Black Stars will become an interesting place. No, it was <laughs> Ket Okreku's Donkomi Day. <laughs> he, he just needed our bell and he would have been set. <laughs> so you don't come in six players into the Black Stars Charlie, in one day. Giddy, giddy. Let's get into the headlines. And Inaki Williams, Tariq Lamte, and a host of foreign-born Ghanaian players officially agreed to represent Ghana's Black Stars. Manchester United complete signing of Dutch left-back Tyro Malasia and Accra Hearts of Folk Chapters Committee want club's board re- constituted.
And let's start off with the Black Stars and Athletic Bilbao striker Inaki Williams has officially announced his decision to play for Ghana's Black Stars ahead of the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Now, Williams visited Ghana in June for holidays and during his stay held talks with officials of the Ghana Football Association in a bid to switch nationality. Now, the switch is now complete and the player himself announced it via his Twitter handle with a video. Now, he is eligible to participate in Ghana's next batch of Afghan qualifiers slated for September. But Inaki Williams is not the only one uh, who is coming to the Black Stars as a new addition. Tariq Lamte of Brighton and Hove Albion has agreed to join. Um, also, Mohamed Salisu is uh, coming through as well after a long um, drawn-out spell of negotiations. Stefan Ambrosius has agreed. Patrick Pfeiffer and also Ransford Yaboa uh, have all agreed to join now. Patrick Pfeiffer and Ransford Yaboa are both um, of German are both Ghanaians of uh, German descent or Germans of Ghanaian descent, if I should put it that way. Now, that's what's going on uh, as far as the Black Stars are concerned. Let's move on to some other stuff. And Ghana International, Emmanuel Ajimambedu wants the Ghana Football Association to settle all money-related issues with the playing body of the Black Stars ahead of the World Cup. Now, a row over unpaid bonuses has been pinpointed as one of the major reasons for Ghana's poor performance at the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Secondly, I think the FA needs to sit down with the big men of the blasters, like the captain and the management, so they can solve all the monetary aspects, the bonuses and everything, maybe two weeks or one month before this, because we don't want to hear what's happened in Brazil. But with this kind of things, with the quality we have now, if you beef up the team a bit, I think we need to beef up the team a bit with an experience and more quality. So you had Ghana International, Imano Ajiman Bedu speaking there. Let's go to some other stuff. And Ghana's Black Princesses have been preparing at the Ghana Man Soccer Center of Excellence in Pram Pram ahead of the 2022 and the 20 Women's World Cup in Costa Rica. Now, Ghana has been placed in a difficult Group D with the United States, Netherlands and Japan for the competition, which begins in August. The team is expected to travel to Europe to continue their preparations for the tournament. And head coach Ben Foucault has been given updates from the team's camp. Yeah, we've been we've been talking to them after uh, sessions like this. We go to the classroom, uh, uh, tell them certain things they need to know uh, by for the level of the World Cup, the way it is, and uh, the other countries which we know we we played them before, especially like US, we've been uh, played usual before, and we try to just make them know that the level is very high. So we need to they need to lift their game up. We need to get everything we need to we need from them. If you get it, as we've been training, what we've been giving to them. We should cope with it. That tells them that the level is very high, so that they should change their mind for the assignment ahead of us. So you had Black Princesses head coach Ben Foucault speaking there to some club news and chairman of the National Chapters Committee of Accra Hearts of Folk, Elvis Hesse, believes the time is ripe to reconstitute the board of the club. His comments come in the wake of calls by some supporters of the club to inject fresh blood which will bring new ideas to move the club forward. According to the chapter's chairman, this is the will of the fans. I am appealing, I am really appealing to the board that we should reconstitute the board, especially those who have been on the board for over 10 years. It's long overdue. Let us also get the supporters on board. We are not enemies. Where if the NCC comes out to request an answer, to make certain requests, then the NCC or the supporters' bodies are put in the background. Say, oh, they are, no, we are not enemies. What do we gain? The only thing we gain is when the team is winning and not what we are hearing today. 
We had chairman of the National Chapters Committee of Accra, Heart of Folk, Elvis Hesse, speaking there to some transfer news. And Manchester United have confirmed the signing of Tyrell Malasia in a £30 million move from Feyenoord. The 22-year-old has signed a four-year contract at Old Trafford with the option to extend for a further year. Malasia becomes the first signing of Eric Ten Hag's Manchester United reign. I, I think I can describe the, the feeling. So much things happened uh, the last few weeks, and uh, I'm happy to be here. I think everything, the, the way I spoke with, uh, with the coach, and uh, I always dreamed about playing in, uh, in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah. I didn't spoke uh, about this decision, but uh, I spoke in the past with, with Robin always, and uh, I played with him, and I spoke with him about his experience in, in, in Manchester. And... Uh, I always had contact with uh, Taid uh, the day he moved uh, to England. Man United left-back Tyrell Malasia speaking there. Welcome to the EPL. Let's move on to some other stuff. And AC Milan have completed the signing of free uh, signing, uh, the signing of Liverpool or former Liverpool striker Divock Origi after his departure. Now Origi ended an eight-year spell on Merseyside to sign a four-year contract with the Serie A champions through to the summer of 2026. The 27-year-old Belgian international uh, who won everything there was to win during his time at Anfield scored 41 goals in 175 appearances. Arriving here, I felt at home, going into a historically big club also. So for me, it's uh, it's good to get a sense of the culture, a sense of the people, a sense of you know the way things are going. And uh, until now, everything has been uh, amazing. I like football. I'm a fan of football, and especially seeing um, the buzz that was going on in uh, Milan. Obviously, we played against uh, AC Milan in the season, and then you could feel the excitement. And uh, up until the last uh, game, it was uh, yeah, it was a race and uh, you could feel the energy that came loose after so many years and it shows also how much quality and passion there is in this uh, in the city and the team. It's to be able to uh, have, have prepared physically, mentally, spiritually so for this, to be able to come and uh, perform on the highest level and uh, add to the foundation that's here, the club that's here and uh, being able to build together. I feel like I have a lot to give, a lot of passion and joy and uh, experience and uh, uh, hopefully, um, goals and assists. So you hear AC Milan's new signing, Devo Corrigi, speaking there. Let's get to some other news. And Christophe Galtier has been named Paris Saint-Germain manager following the departure of Mauricio Pochettino. Galtier has signed a two-year deal until the summer of 2024. He left OGC Nice last month after guiding them to fifth spot in Ligue 1 and runner-up finish in the French Cup last season. The 55-year-old who led Lille to the Ligue 1 title in 2021 is PSG's seventh coach since the Qatari takeover of the club in 2011. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. So just try to take and softly. Come on. Even if you lose, hey, with some of money.
test, believe in me, I say. If your girlfriend, or maybe your wife, she dey play you while you, she dey sleep around with your friends. Cool your temper, I say, make you know they think I'm And say not to your defeat. Believe and do the best. Only Javi do the rest. You fit be the nest. Believe in me, I say. Kulu kulu mama. Kulu kulu papa. Kulu kulu brother. Kulu kulu sister. Kulu kulu auntie. Kulu kulu uncle. Kulu kulu kulu. Kulu kulu temper. Sugar, come on, food is sweet, eh? but God is sweet, pass. Hey, STIC, Dr. Lauder is so good. Hey, if you believe, you go defeat. Stand up to your feet and say not to your defeat. Believe and do the best, only Javi do the rest. You fit be the nest, believe in me, I say. As you make your bed up. I saw you lie and tough. Yeah. Now me your neighbor. I still know your baby. Yes. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 732. All right, so I'm coming back to the subject for the day. And I wanted to just go to the graphic front page shortly because... There are relationships between stories that are not very obvious. So initially, it was the teachers who said they wanted cost of living allowance. In fact, it was the TUC that said they wanted cost of living allowance. Then you have the teachers joining, and the teachers are taking to the next level. This morning, the graphics front page is talking about what? Um, it says government urges unions to restore services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is the story? What are the details of the story? So essentially, the government is telling pre tertiary teacher unions mm-hmm. to get back to work while they engage mm-hmm. on how to meet their demands. Mm-hmm. The Deputy Minister of Education, Reverend John Intim Fodjo, mm-hmm. now he said the government was sensitive to the demands of the teacher unions and they would engage them in the best interest of pupils. Remember that because there's a strike, Children don't have any teachers attending to them. So they go to school. Last night it was on the CNR. Several students or people go to school. Nobody's, you know, taking them through any productive mm-hmm. teaching and learning exercises. Mm-hmm. Now, Reverend uh, Fodjo indicated that the government was aware of the living conditions of teachers, but it was also important for the partners to dialogue and arrive at the at solutions that were effective, especially for mm-hmm. um, the teachers. Mm-hmm. And now you have the employment ministry, uh, we will be meeting striking teacher unions today. All right. So it's a key part of the story. After mm-hmm. today, we will see what the way. Forward. What have they said about the nurses, though? Because what I have here is that the union of professional and midwives, nurses, a professional nurse and midwives, has joined calls by some public workers for the government to pay them a twenty percent cost of living allowance. The allowance they say is to help cushion them from the harsh economic situation in the country. In a press statement on Tuesday, the health workers said they associate themselves with the ongoing strike jointly declared by uh, the other worker groups and the union urged the government the union sorry the union argued forgive me that the government appears to be dragging its feet 
with regards to ensuring their welfare. Then they go on to say that in 2014, a cost of living allowance of 10% of public sector workers' biggest salary was paid to workers to cushion them when things got tough due to high cost of living. In 2022, we find ourselves in a similar situation and we expected nothing short of a similar stopgap measure to cushion the many nurses and midwives in the country. Uh, while appealing to the government to immediately turn attention to health workers and pay them the 20% cola, the, the nurses said it wants governments to urgently take a look at working conditions of nurses and midwives. Here's a quote. We have taken it upon ourselves as the second largest union within the nursing and midwifery profession to appeal to the government to, at a mass of urgency, take a critical look at the matter. The earlier we began to think about looking at the conditions in which nurses and midwives worked in Ghana, the better it would be for our health system as nurses and midwives. Now, I need to point out that this union of professional nurses and midwives is the second of the groups. There's the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association, mm -hmm. which is the larger group. Mm. I haven't heard what they've said yet, but I've seen this letter from the union. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, and the reason I, I ask you to read the story is that they, there is... Um, a new UK visa category, which has a direct link to our health service in Ghana. And I don't know if you see the link. So the United Kingdom has a new uh, visa system, which visa system is targeting trained foreign graduates from all over the world, particularly in English-speaking countries. Mm -hmm. You know, so that um, and and you see when you when you juxtapose this with the U.S. immigration system, the U.S. immigration system turns away lots of highly skilled people, all right. But the U.K. has capitalized on this by reforming its policy regarding high skilled immigrants. There's a new visa uh, which is um, attracting talented graduates in areas of science engineering and research from international renowned universities okay then there's also a, a visa category that is targeted at in particular health professionals mm -hmm. and that visa is even for not just the professional but their family members mm -hmm. so you're seeing a lot of Ghanaian nurses writing examinations mm -hmm. Some go to South Africa to write the exam. Some write it here. But basically, once they pass and once they, are, they, 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 are, they get the, the papers done, they are very likely to get a visa. Yeah. And then they go. And um, my concern is twofold. In Ghana, we have a lot of nurses who say they want placement, but they've not been given. These are the trained nurses. Then we, have, we don't have enough doctors and nurses in our hospitals. If you look at the ratios required, if you look at the ratios you require for optimum delivery of good health care, the ratios, we could still do with more. We the, the doctors, we could do with more. The nurses, you don't, we, we don't have a lot of, but haven't allocated. No, let, let me explain. You see, there's a difference. So, like the nurses, they don't have work. Mm -hmm. These are the trainee nurses and the mm -hmm. first fresh nurses. But professional nurses who have worked for five years, for six years, for eight years... You know, the nurses are in categories. Yes. Now, the UK people are targeting the nurses who actually know the work. Oh, yes. So you can go to a hospital and say on this issue. Uh, like if you go to a hospital, sometimes there are some cases that they have to bring specialized nurses to come and manage. 
with a doctor. And every hospital will tell you that the nurses are not the same size. There are levels of nursing. Now, the, the visa category the British guys are doing is targeting highly trained, very qualified nurses, which we need. So even though they are training nurses who say they should be employed and not be employed, those are not the people that the UK is recruiting. Like someone who just finished nursing school last year. Yes, who's speaking to the Ministry of Health. He's not likely to be the kind of person that they would take. But this person who's done six years mm-hmm. is a nurse who's been trained in psychiatric nursing or is a nurse who's been trained in whatever. Those are the guys they are targeting. And those are the guys who, if they leave, the gap cannot easily be filled. Mm-hmm. So, so my argument is that the, this current cost of living wahala is a push factor. Yeah. But there's a bigger pull factor. Now, I'm bringing this up because we are here building Agenda 111, all right? Which is not a bad thing. So we want to build 111 hospitals. Well, by the time hospitals are done, you may have a, a major scarcity of qualified nurses to help man those hospitals. Already, right, doctors, plenty are not here. There are many doctors who, after they do their specialization, they opt out. U.S., Australia, U.K., Canada. Already, we've sent nurses to Barbados and the Caribbean. But this new opportunity in the UK is increasing the demand for our nurses. Mind you, Ghana is an Anglophone country. And Ghana is considered a friendly nation to the UK. So, I think the British immigration system will find it easier to integrate a Ghanaian than they would say somebody from a Francophone or some other country. Do you you get my point? So, I'm saying that Whilst this may be good news for our people that Charlie, somebody is going to work in the UK, she will earn some pounds and send some money back to build a house. The question we should ask ourselves is, as a country, what is our strategy? Okay, because I am not here saying, don't let the nurse go, don't, or let the nurse go. But somebody has realized they have a need. They went on Brexit. Based on Brexit, some of the East Europeans left the country. Some of the people from other parts of the world who were working there have had to move. They have decided that they will recruit aggressively from certain parts of the world. Our nurses are part of their strategy. Now, what is our strategy for the health sector? Does it have any plans of retention of some of the highly skilled people? Is there a transfer of skill before they go? If you have a, a nurse who's done 10 years at a hospital like Confuanoche, one of our specialists, and then the UK people want to recruit her, do you have a replacement for her before she goes? These are the questions I'm asking. And if you look at the numbers who are going every month, that's a sizable chunk of our workforce. Mm-hmm. And we have a youth bulge in our population. So our population is growing. So we have we have more citizens, our population rate growth rate is higher than the UK. Even though they have more people than us, we have a lot more young people. So I just think that there has to be a connection between the current agitation in the health sector, the UK's aggressive recruitment of health professionals from our country, and the, the, the future of healthcare in Ghana. And that conversation should be at the forefront of national discourse. But um, on this particular trend that we've seen, mm-hmm. and again, I think we, we really need to look at the numbers again on mm-hmm. the nurses. If the nurses could help, I'm trying to um, bring up data. I'm not on the, I agree with you on the quality issue, mm-hmm. but I want to look at because... The quantity. I, the quantity, because I recall when Ghana signed that agreement with Barbados, to send 300 and something plus mm-hmm. nurses mm-hmm. to Barbados, one of the reasons given was that we have an oversupply. 
of nurses. Because when mm-hmm. we completed, we could actually afford mm-hmm. to send out our nurses as part of an economic policy. Good. Where we are actually, we will actually become known for exporting, which is why nurses. That's good. That's what I'm saying. I see on that on that one, the president of Ghana had met the Barbadian counterpart. Mm-hmm. There was a discussion, mm-hmm. so it was structured. We know the kind of nurses who were going. Mm-hmm. We know the level of training they had. So if the 200 nurses leave, I'm sure the the Ghana Health Service is aware mm-hmm. of the areas of need, and they know that this type of person can be easily replaced. Mm. Because in that area there's an oversupply. I'm saying that the UK policy now, I don't think has been. I don't. I, have, I don't recall a government-to-government discussion where the British and the Ghanaians met and said, "We are having a, a conversation about Ghanaian nurses coming to UK. So let's no. let's work together to streamline." So the UK one. What basically happened? Basically, that by 2024 they must have filled spots for 50,000, a need for 50,000 nurses mm-hmm. in the system. So they are looking f- to fill 50,000. And then there are 47 countries that the UK government insists they should actively recruit from. Yeah, actually they reduced it to 14. It's 14. No, now it's 100. No, so, so initially it was 47 and became 14. That's what I know. No, no I, and that's what I'm saying that the, gov- the UK government aligned itself with the World Health Organization's ethical recruitment pipeline, which increased the numbers because initially it was very limited. The WHO's threshold was different compared to what the UK government was working with. Let me read a story for you. Yes. UK poaching nurses from already short-staffed countries to hit recruitment targets. Figures from the Nursing and Midwifery Council revealed that international nurses made up around half of those joining the profession last year. This is a British mm-hmm. secular. So a nurse, So this is called the Nursing Note. So it's a, 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 a platform that yeah. has information on nursing. The story says, the UK is putting nursing staff from a third of the world's most short-staffed countries. A new analysis by the Royal College of Nursing reveals. According to the analysis, new joiners to the UK nursing workforce include recruits from 14 countries of the red list of 47 that the UK government insists should not be actively recruited from. Okay. Figures from... So they are looking at the fact that maybe some of the countries should not... they They are getting nurses from countries that... They probably didn't think had the right social engineering to fit into their system. Fair enough. Figures from the Nursing and Midwifery Council, this is the UK version, show that international nurses made up about half of those joining the profession late last year, with just 2% of new recruits being from the EU. Which mm. is a, so this is a post-Brexit matter. Yeah. Yesterday, at the college's annual congress, member Ziba Arif, sounds Pakistani, mm-hmm. warned that any international nurse recruitment must be transparent, ethical, and dignified. It comes as the government strives to hit a pre-election pledge of 50,000 more nurses by the next general election in 2023. A pledge that the King's Fund says has to have any substantial amount on the UK's vacancies across the profession. The ASEAN has today warned that an has warned about an over-reliance of nursing staff from abroad, but has acknowledged, acknowledged the important role international nurses play in the NHS and the UK healthcare. And then General Secretary of the and Chief Executive Pat Cullen said, ministers are overly reliant on nurses from countries with critical workforce shortages. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, their lack of investment in the UK nursing staff, both today's and those of the future, is deeply concerning. This is a, this is a local British story, so yeah. take it with context. Uh, 
Health and care workforce is proudly diverse. International recruitment must be ethical, beyond reproach, and come at the same time as increased investment in education and domestic professions. Responding to, fo- uh, to the findings, Director of um, Development and Employment at NHS, Employers Caroline Waterfield, said, The government code of practice for international recruitment into the NHS helps employers ensure they adhere to ethical recruitment practices. So again, I think of whether this has been done ethically. So I'm looking at this, they are looking at this from the demand side. Yes. Okay, but I, I am saying that from the from our side, mm-hmm. there does the UK government has not approached the Ghana government to say, I am looking for three hundred nurses a year. No, give me three hundred nurses. Just open this door. That's what I'm saying. That it's diff- it's different. So if it's different ba- from what happened with the Barbados, the Barbados one, Ghana Health Service can say, okay, we are giving you three hundred a month, but we need psychiatric nurses because we just expanded Ankafu as an example. Mm-hmm. So these 20 psychiatric nurses, we, are, we can only give you 5. We need 15 to work as Ankafu until mm-hmm. they are replaced. But this everybody can go. But in this situation, the 15 at Ankafu can say, Charlie, I think it be. then they will leave. And then the Ankafu, the guy at Ankafu say, ah, what's going on? Last week, this person left. This week, this person left. Ah, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So, I am saying that as a country, our health ministry and our employment ministry must be aware of this drive from the UK and do something about it. <laughs> and then when you juxtapose that with the agitation for cola, mm. if you are a nurse, who needs cola? There's a nurse who has sent you a nice message. Read it. No, read it for me. <laughs> it's I, I, a very nice message. She says, I should no, I have right. another one. This one says, what? See, you guys shouldn't talk much. You heard the salaries Angel Carbonu uh, mentioned uh, yesterday for their. Uh, senior officers, apart from the poor conditions of service, are our leaders go to other countries to seek better health care? Okay, we too, we are going there to wait for them and give them health care if they don't like what is being offered here. So they are going to wait for the leaders there <laughs> to treat them there. <laughs> but just to give you um, some context with what I was talking about, I'm also reading from the Nursing Times of the UK. Now, they are, the report said that the UK will now be able to recruit health and social care staff for more than 100 Okay. Additional okay. countries. After the government updated its code of practice for international recruitment. Mm-hmm. So what basically happened was that the move widens the global market from which the UK can ethically recruit as the World Health Organization has far fewer countries on its safeguarded list. It will see the UK adopt the World Health Organization's red list of 47 countries where active recruitment cannot be undertaken. This will replace the previous UK-held list of 152. So you see the difference. So they've widened... Do you have the list there? The recruitment pool. I'm arguing that Ghana is probably in the top four. Oh, certainly. Ghana is probably in the top three. Ghana, Zimbabwe. And you see, and it's not just that. What was also happening is not just them, was um, if you look at... The New York Times did something in February. Mm -hmm. So the Americans are hiring. Mm -hmm. The Canadians are hiring Mm -hmm. as well, in addition to the UK. I'll tell you something about Canada. When Jeff Gable came, he said in Canada, for certain positions, for every two jobs mm. there was like almost like there was more jobs than people, people yes. in some sectors that they were recruiting, recruiting people yes. for let me talk to the Ghana nurses first on our domestic issues so the nurses and midwives or union of professional nurses and midwives Ghana issued a statement yesterday asking for cola let me talk to perpetual Oforian Popo who is the general secretary of the Ghana registered nurses and midwives association so this is the bigger group there's a bigger group. Are they also joining the calls for cola? Or as for them, they are giving to the UK. Uh, Madam Ampofo, thank you for joining me. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, before I resume into the discussion, let me correct something here. 
Um, the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association is the professional nurse and the midwifery association that holds the collective bargaining on behalf of all nurses and midwives in Ghana. And in this discussion, I hope you are going to dwell on the statement we released yesterday. The breakaway group that is on its own, UPNMG, I'm not going to comment on whatever they have they have issued. Oh, okay, so um, you are the body that does the collective bargaining for all nurses in Ghana. All nurses and midwives. Your, yes. your, your, okay, fantastic. And your statement yesterday, I have it in front of me, and it has five paragraphs. And if I can just read two paragraphs and then I'll take your comments. So the GRNA or MA, the single largest health sector union in Ghana and hold of the CBC for all nurses and midwives in the country held its second quarter National Council meeting 27 June to 1st July at Siashi and came up with the following one. The plight of the Ghanaian nurse and midwife is worsening by the day in the face of increasing price of goods and services with meager salaries. Uh, not affording us an opportunity to have any decent living. Government must therefore, as a matter of urgency, initiate measures to implement the 20% COLA, which the GRNMA and other organized labor groups have called for within the past few months. It is worth noting that the base pay negotiations for 2023, which should have been completed as of April this year, are still pending in view of the aforementioned it will be imperative for the public sector joint standing negotiating committee meeting to be called as soon as possible to discuss the issues, cons- uh, the pertinent issues concerning these matters. Um, I do not see a strike or any threat in the statement. It is more like an advice to government to come and talk. Is that how we should see the position? Exactly. And that is for now. And for how long will that tone persist before a new a new angle comes? Just like we have put it in there, these issues, um, we started discussing them in the media domain and within our own um, space as organized labor um, for some time now. And we have drawn the attention of the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations about uh, our request for a 20% cost of living allowance for public sector workers. And this was captured boldly in the statement we issued as organized labor on Workers' Day or May Day for that matter. And it was that statement was not just a statement from TUC, it was from organized labor. And it had um, incorporated in there the voices of all um, those that are considered within organized labor. So we expected that from then, we would have seen some engagement um, with government or through the Ministry of Employment or the body that has the mandate to sit and discuss these issues, which is the Public Sector Joint Standing Negotiating Committee. But up till now, there hasn't been anything, and I'm not surprised um, that has resulted in the teacher unions taking the action they have taken. We have discussed it um, in our recent National Council meetings. Um, we held within one week from 27th of June to the 1st of July, and the National Council um, looked at everything and decided that this is the way we should go for now. Is, 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 there, is there an agitation within the nurses' front? I'm asking this because paragraph 4 of your statement appealed to nurses to remain calm and continue to have trust in the leadership. Is there a group that feels that maybe the leadership has been too slow or not been aggressive enough, for which reason possibly they would break away and, and, and make more drastic demands? 
um, no other grouping has any locus to even call for a strike or um, do anything except the GI enemy on behalf of all nurses and midwives. We are not concerned about membership of other um, um, unions who try to um, paint a certain picture of GINMA not being in the position to do what it needs to do. We are concerned about our membership. And we have had various engagements at our district level, regional level, and the national level. Our members are not really um, putting any pressure, as it may, on leadership. But they, they want us to understand the pains they are going through or understand the challenges they are facing. Some have packed their vehicles. They cannot afford to buy fuel and commute. They have resorted to total and taxi. Those who are already using the, the throttle and the taxes are complaining that um, the, the, the prices of fares have gone up. They are having challenges. And therefore, um, they are seeking that as leaders, we, we speak on issues that will improve their conditions of service. Conditions of service, our conditions of service will expire in November. We are preparing our proposal. We are not done yet. We will um, forward it to the employer. Beyond that, we have explained to them that we as organized labor, that is in conjunction with other um, labor groups, have taken that decision to ask government for 20% COLA. And they are already aware. What they are seeking to, to know is that how far have these engagements gone and what is the result of those engagements. And we have kept telling them that we are waiting for those engagements and at the last council meeting that I referred to, we made it known to their representatives in council that these engagements have not been initiated and therefore there was a need to draw government's attention to it. And that is what we have um, done exactly. If we ask them to become, we are only telling them to have patience mm. and to know that mm. we will do the needful as leaders. Quite clearly, other labor unions like the teachers and TUC are all saying the same thing. So it looks like this cola demand is across board. But in particular for nurses, uh, we have we have noticed, and you may confirm or deny, we've noticed an increase in the emigration of our nurses, particularly into the UK. In fact, one report says that about 900 Ghanaian nurses were recruited into the UK in 2021. Is this something the association is aware of? And if you are... How concerning is this, um, I don't want to call it outflux, as opposed to influx, but essentially the fact that our nurses are now moving into the UK in their droves. Yes, they are. And it's all because if you get up and you realize that the pay you are receiving at the end of the month, you could get um, quadruple or triple or whatever it is out there. Then the decision is yours to make. And that is why they are moving. The conditions of service out there is better than what we have here. And we have increasingly engaged, we have engaged the Ministry of Health on these matters. We have even gone to the, uh, the extent of uh, putting a statement together, which we, we sent to the Jubilee House. We have, we have said and uh, in, in meetings, uh, the technical uh, 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 committee, which I sit on, that looks at some of these things in terms of the, the bilateral agreements um, with, with, with the Ghana government, with other 
other counties. And we have made it clear. Look, they are moving. Every day they are moving. How do we know? We have partnered with the regulatory body, which is the National Midwifery Council, to ensure that any any nurse or midwife who needs verification of his or her professional status with the regulator will pass through GRNMA before they go there. Because as part of our welfare packages, we have given um, some loans to members, and we are very much concerned that we were, let me use the word, that if we don't put in certain strategies, people will migrate and take our money away without us recouping what we have given them. So we instituted this partnership with the regulator, and they pass through our office clear themselves before they mm. go to the but but but, 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 but supervisor even even if you put that process in place i can i, I can assume that if the issues of conditions of service are not addressed they will still keep going out they will find a way of going out and the demand because the demand for them out, out there is very high so does that make your demand as grnma to government a bit more urgent because yours is not only a threat of even strike but the fact that some of your best people are also being lured out. Exactly. And it will interest you to know that more seasoned, more seasoned, even lecturers at the Ghana College, seasoned specialist nurses in our teaching hospitals and other places are leaving. And it boils down to conditions of services. When you look at our salary as a whole, within Ghana, within the sub-region, within Africa, as compared to those outside, it is the worst of it all. You understand? So salaries are not good. Conditions of service where you are looking at, do you, do you look at the human resource issues in terms of promotion, study leave, um, um, issues to do with equipment at the work site, the work environment, logistics that you need on daily basis, our nurses and midwives are improvising on daily basis. And these are the difficulties and challenges of our, of our system. There are so many uh, improvements in terms of um, diagnosing of, 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 of patients and clients and new equipment that makes nursing patients easier. But we don't have that in our system. And those that have already left and whatever it is they are enjoying, they communicate with their colleagues here in Ghana and advise them, better leave and come. So we have a, a, a great or very difficult issue on our hands. When it comes to us as a union or a professional medicine and military association, we know and we understand this in terms of migration. Migration is the right of the individual. We cannot stop the, the person from going. We can only advise and ensure that if it's a country that is recruiting, if it's an agency that is recruiting, or it's an individual that is moving, is the person well informed with the, the fact that mm. there is need for ethical recruitment? The agency is it the agency applying those ethical guidelines as uh, stipulated by the World Health Organization, or is it the country that wants to recruit? Applying those guidelines. Fair enough. Are, are people going to receive the same conditions when they go out there? Those are our concerns, but we cannot stop them. So our advice is to the Ministry of Health and to government to say, look, those that are even moving out are the cream of our profession. The cream of our profession, which means that if we don't take care, we'll get to a point where we need those expertise to take, us, take care of us as Ghanaians and we will not get them. 
when you look at the whole um, nursing and midwifery workforce, majority are those who are even auxiliary, the certificate holders. Mm. And the diploma and degree and the specialist um, who have the, 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 the higher and knowledge and skills, which research has shown that with such persons or individuals, the care they give is much safer and more of quality than others. Those are the ones that are living. But the numbers of the auxiliary are even more than those other ones. And the auxiliaries are not the ones that are, are wanted out there. They don't need them. The, 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 the nature of their education, they cannot be licensed in the UK or in Canada or in the US. They don't meet the regulatory mm. uh, standards mm. for okay. licensing. Fair enough. My last so question. The cream that are my, my last question. Government is meeting yes. the teacher unions today. Have the nurses been invited to any meeting following your your letter? Have you have you been invited to any meeting at all to negotiate this cola matter? Um, like I said, cola as it were cannot be given to any one organization. It cannot be given to teachers and nurses and midwives to be left out. Or it cannot be given to nurses and midwives or teachers and the other public sector workers left out. So it is not like conditions of service where you go and sit and negotiate. That body I talked about, a meeting needs to be called. All of us need to sit there because it is something that we are all asking for. Whether one uh, organized labor group has issued a statement or is quiet or has not, we need to sit and, and finalize that discussion so that it can be implemented for all of us. We have not been invited to any meeting, and I'm not asking that we are invited to any meeting except for this meeting that will have all of us to discuss it so that everybody gets it. Thank you for your time, Perpetual Furia and Puffu, President, Ghana Regent Nurses and Midwives Association. It's uh, four minutes past eight. Tech and social media trends is next. Nathan will tell us who's sponsoring it. Daniel Crantin is already in the house. Yes, Carbank. Carbank is saying that they enjoy a life beyond cash when you use any of their digital solutions. Get in touch with them via phone 0800 500 500 or their social media platforms or email customercare at carbank.net. Uh, Carbank for it together. All right. The segment is also brought to you by Vodafone. Vodafone, Vodafone is saying that. Uh, from July 31, yeah, all SIM cards that have not been registered with the Ghana card will be dud. Mm-hmm. They will be useless. They will just be plastic and a golden part. Forgive. It will not work. So please take your Ghana card and take your GPS code. Go to a nearest Vodafone office and get that SIM card registered. Daniel Cranting is here. <laughs> Charlie, what's happening, my brother? Um, Akras, yeah, Akra flat is in the trends. Akra yeah, flat. Yeah, yesterday rain small. Mm. Um, Kanishi is in the trends. Uh, circle at Abraka Chadu. Charlie Chadu. Charlie was bad. Che Adu. <laughs> was bad. What? Yeah, so pictures, Adu. videos <laughs> of various all of the areas um, yeah. that were aff- uh, affected our social media people mm-hmm. of course complaining again. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that interests me was um, uh, Gideon uh, Sedeba. Broadcast journalist with a GH1. Okay. He tweeted three pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, the same house in Adabraka. Mm-hmm. He tweeted uh, the 2020 picture, 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Um, mm. Yeah, both in uh, between June and July. The flats. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, three years running. In fact, in two of out of the three pictures, he was talking to the same woman. Tracking. It's yeah. called tracking the story. Exactly. Who was uh, who lives or who lives in that house? Mm. Um, teachers are also in the trends. This is um. Uh, fallout from the 40 union, their strike over mm-hmm. 
uh, non-payment of cost of living allowance. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the government will meet them today All right. uh, for further discussions. Um, now, this is what has taken over the whole trend. Um, Inaki Williams is trending. Is it Inaki or Inyaki? Inyaki. 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 Inyaki Williams. Where was he born? Um, he was born here. Okay. But yeah. went to Spain. Went Ghana. Spain Once he's born here, he's from here. Yeah, he's, we, we like him. He's one of us. We saw it. We like it. <laughs> so we took it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> It's in a trend. Yeah, um, Black Stars is trending. Keto Kriku is trending. Um, mm. It's a transfer window. Yeah, man. International teams. Ghana yeah, man. in the transfer business. Yesterday, Inaki Williams, he announced his decision to play for Ghana. They Four more for Ket. Four more for Ket. That's all. The video has ah. 2.3 million views oh. on Twitter already. Keto Kriku. Just when we're celebrating Inaki Williams, then Keto Kriku dropped. He said, ah, you will are happy. Don't call me. Don't call me. This is not all. He has a bell. Kriku, Kriku, Kriku. Don't call me. Mohamed Salisu is back. He have invited you guys. Five crew to come and receive the announcement. He dropped all the names. He says they are all available for mm. national selection. So, yes, got a lot of people excited. So, Salisu, Tariq Lamte, Inaki Williams, Williams, Stephen Ambrosius, Patrick Fefa, and Ransom. And they are, they are playing in proper teams. Proper teams. Not, not Ancharaguku. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm talking Southampton, <laughs> Alete Bilba, yeah. Hamburg, and things. Because there are some people playing Ancharaguku. <laughs> Ancharaguku. Um, some tech news. Um, the airport uh, 2. Mm -hmm. Airport Pro uh, 2. Mm -hmm. um, the Airbus have been uh, tipped to be launched with an upcoming um, up in the upper, uh, upcoming Apple event in September. So later on, when Apple is announcing the mm -hmm. iPhone 14 and things, also up. Uh, if you come and give me Airport one. <laughs> Pro. You don't do it. You don't know. I'm, don't you have a big man in Ghana? You should bring you one. Eh? Bring one, so I should test it and give them feedback. You should bring you one. What kind of behavior is that? And you're counting with the segment. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So quarter past eight, City Breakfast Show. Meanwhile, Shell is saluting kings of the road, our taxi and truck drivers, our truck and bus drivers for your hard work. And because you put food on the table, we are on your side. You are not alone in these difficult times. Shell Fuel Save has been designed to last longer and make your hassle more rewarding. Don't settle for just any fuel. Make the good choice with Shell Fuel Save. Build points with your Shell Club points for free family and third-party insurance cover, as well as for groceries and other basic and future needs. Visit your nearest Shell station today, join the Shell Club, and enjoy the care that Shell gives to its customers. Go well. Now, beginning for July, the all Peugeot and Citroën owners can visit any Silver Star Auto Workshop in Accra, Tema, or Kumasi and enjoy free diagnosis and 15% discount of spare parts and service delivery. If you own a Peugeot or Citroën, this is the news you've been waiting for. Promo is on till July 29th. Visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to book your slot. Silver Star Auto, your trusted partner. It's been a tough year, but we at Kimo Home want to play our part in helping you complete your building project. We're offering you 20% discount on all sanitary wear and kitchen sets from now till 20th July. 
We're on the Spintex Road near Manet Junction. Harry Wiles talks last. Call or WhatsApp 0244 or 0244-334-947. And if it's convenience, simplicity, and the easy life you want with an insurance company, then Star Assurance has an offering. She's called Pokua. A virtual assistant helps you to reach us from wherever you are, whether it's for a renewal or a purchase. She responds quickly and effectively to all your specific needs. Pokwa is here to cater to you for making life easier. Call her on 0242-436-160 or dial short code star 713 star hash and enjoy smooth and quick service. We're still back on the issue of nurses. From the information we have, about 900 Ghanaian nurses left Ghana last year to the United Kingdom. It could even be more. I've been joined by a Ghanaian nurse in the UK. We'll call him Samuel for today's program. And Samuel, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How long have you been in the UK? Just three weeks. Okay. So how, how long were you in Ghana before you left? How long? How long were you were you working in the nursing field in Ghana before you left? Oh, I worked for like eight years. I see. Why, why did you go? Oh, really? Actually. Uh, the, the the country, I don't want to say. Actually, the country things was very very hard. Things was tough, especially for we nurses, for health workers. So, uh, we we there, there was this opportunity for nurses to just go through some exams. You go through the normal process, then you can join. So I had to work my way out and come here. How did you hear about this opportunity? Oh, I've had other colleagues who had gone already, so they told me about it, and I joined. And how long did the process take you between the day you had and when you finally left? Uh, it could take you six months to a year. I see. Were you, were you um, required to pay any money? No. How how difficult was the exam? What kind of exam was it? You need to uh, write the IELTS, that is the English Language Testing System, and uh, you need to write the CBT. So before you can write the CBT, you need to apply to join the UK NMC. So they will give you the invitation to join them by writing the CBT. So after that, you, you search for job. So with the job seeking, if you get one, they give you sponsorship. Then you apply for your visa. Then you come. So you wrote the IELTS. You passed. You wrote the CBT. The CBT is like a professional nursing exam, right? Y- yes. And then once you pass, then you apply for a job. Which means you, can, you can look for a hospital online in the UK whilst you are still here. Y- yes. So once they give you the offer, you send that to the embassy or the high commission and you are, you are given a visa. Yes, they give, they give you the offer, then they take the necessary documents they need, then they give you a certificate of sponsorship. So you, you use that certificate of sponsorship to apply for the visa. So the conditions, the hospital or the, wherever you are working for, does it include, what, 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 what are the details? I don't know if you can tell me, like, for example, do you have housing? Do they do anything for your family or is it just a job and a salary? Oh, if, if you want to go with your family, you can go. Me, I went with my wife. Wow. 
So both of you got the visa the same day? Yeah. So it means if you are children, they would have also gone with you? Yes. Does the offer include and, a place to live? And uh, they gave me one-month one accommodation for free. So I'll start paying when, after one month. By which time you would have settled as well? Yes, please. So can your wife work while she's there? Based on the visa you've gotten? Yes, she's a midwife. So. Oh! <laughs> it means that the nursing there, you just say, you are nursing both at work and at home. <laughs> I see. So, did she also write the exam? Or she, you did the exam? She didn't do the CBT? No, I, I, I was the one who wrote uh, the exam. But now that she's there, she can do it if she wants and she can also join the system. Yes, please. Wow. So, how has it been since you got there? You've been there for only three weeks. How has it been? Seriously, it, 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 it's a good place that I would want every nurse, like every Ghanaian nurse, not even if you don't want to like work here, just have a, an, an experience here. It's a good place. Seriously. How different is the work experience in the hospital you are working from the place you were when you were in Ghana? How different? Mm -hmm. A big difference. For example, like you, you, you have everything you need to work with. Nobody is going to tell you we have just a box of love for today. So we should manage. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So there's no shortage have, of like the, the basic things you are getting shortages of when you are working here. You don't have that. You have, you have almost everything you need to work with. And how are the working hours? How is the workload like? Oh, let's say you have the hours you need to work in a week. Me, I'm to do uh, 44 hours a week. So you arrange me, I go 12 hours a day, which is 11 hours paid, one hour break. And how, so, how, how does the pay work? So um, is are you paid per hour? Yes. Do you care to tell how much you are paid per hour? A minimum of £12 an hour. That's a minimum? Yeah. So there could be other benefits? Sure. I said a minimum because mine is more than that. But I'm saying a minimum of 12 hours. Ah, uh -huh. £12. So somebody, can, so somebody can get 15 somebody can get £20 an hour? Somebody can get 20 somebody can get 80 somebody can get 15 And and does it come with like uh, health insurance and other things? Yeah, at, at the end of the month you pay your tax, you pay your NI and other things. What about transportation to work and then things like this? Because the first month is a, a free accommodation, but you have to look for a place. So if you calculate how much you are going to spend on the house and then your transportation, would it still make sense after one month? It will make a big sense. It will make a big sense. And good for me, where, where I'm staying and where I go to work, it's like 20 minutes walk. So, you know, Ghana man, I work in and out. I, I walk in and out. You do Kagdi. So, transportation, you, you don't use the train, so you don't waste too much money. Oh, man. Yes. You see, I have bra four. That is my leg. <laughs> has, your, has your wife found a job yet? Yes, she's going for an interview this morning. 
We pray, we pray it goes well. So hopefully you will start a new life in, in the UK. Yeah. I see. So do you know how many of your mates from your year group have taken this opportunity? Uh, actually, we completed in 2014 and I know more than 10 or 15 are out of the country. Of your, your school, the 2014 group from your school alone? Yes. And are they all in the UK or some of them? Are, which other countries are they in? Some, uh, Canada, US. Do you compare those with them? Is Canada better? Is US better? Or is, which, which, when you talk, which, who, who is doing well? Actually, I don't need to do that because life has its own way, but I am okay here. That is the most important thing. So when will you come back? Come back? Yes, to Ghana. Oh, I will come back. Let's say if I need to come and visit my family, like my oh. parents. But to come and work now and there. Uh, so if government increases the cola, they say government, your colleagues say they are looking for 20% cola. If they give that cola, won't you come back? Dead. No, I won't come back. I won't come back. Let's be frank. I won't come what back. will it take for you to come back? Uh, and work and work for your country. The 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 the, uh, the 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 leadership should give us good reasons, like better job uh, working uh, conditions. You see, when I go to work, I don't buy food. I get food for free, even if I want to have my supper there. I can't. Because when you go to the kitchen, you can request for food. You get it. And most of the problem with us over there is uh, accommodation, transport, feeding. That is what I realized before leaving. That's in Ghana. The problem was accommodation, yes. transport. And all those three are solved when you are in the UK. Yes. Even though you need to pay... Uh, a lot for like accommodation but number because at the end of the month you know you're going to get something good because when i was in ghana <laughs> uh, let's say in a month you won't be able to save like thousand or thousand five hundred in a month did i say thousand five hundred yeah and thousand. this you couldn't so in ghana you couldn't save thousand cities per month based on your if, salary no i couldn't I have to do extra job to to save to be able to save thousand cities a month. Yes, but how much are you able to save now that you are in the UK? Per per the little calculations and stuff that I've done, I would be able to save more than five hundred pounds in a month. Hey. And sending comparing five hundred pounds to Ghana cities, you know, you are hitting around four thousand five hundred. Let's say. Five thousand a month. That means that the house there you build it before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just say you can start clearing the land and start organizing the house because the the five hundred pounds is like four thousand eight hundred CDs. So that's like five thousand. So you can send five thousand CDs a home to home every every month. Oh, you don't have to because you need to save here too. Ah, you save it and then when it's a lot, you do the project. You so you won't come back? 
Oh, I. For now, you see, I have, I have uh, years ahead of me. That is, I have a contract with my employer. So, if I would want to come back, I need to complete this contract first before. But isn't the weather cold? When I was in UK, I didn't like the weather. It was very. Sometimes I had to wear some things under my trouser because now the Charlie the winter no some way. Or you you have you've been there for only three weeks, so it's not your cold. <laughs> oh, we are in summer, so it's so it's, you're happy. It's fine. <laughs> and the food too. I didn't like the food. The, the food was some way. Or you are okay with the food too? Oh, the food there. Yeah. Actually, I brought uh, Ghana food. So when I come home, <laughs> you mean you fortify yourself with shit toy? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I have shito, gari, those stuffs. Jesus, so you there? You are you are you are prepared for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, uh, the leaders need to do a lot for nurses, for health workers, because they are really, really doing a lot there. Don't don't you feel? Okay, go on. At least uh, when you go to work, you know you are going to get a lunch. You have some allowances for transport, some extra cash for one or two few things, some housing allowances. I think at least it will help in one way or the other. But crowds are there, you know, it's not fine. So you are cool, crowd. You don't have problem. You are cool for now. Oh, problem there will be our problem, but at least it's, it's, it's better. Are you, uh, I agree to meet your wife. Why? Tell her I wish her good luck for the. Tell her that she will get a job. She shouldn't worry. All right. Uh, and send some of the send some tight. <laughs> no problem. Ten percent. Sharp. Thank you, uh, Sami. Sami is a nurse. He left Ghana three weeks ago. He's in the UK. We don't mention which 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 city he's in, but he 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 graduated in 2014. Worked in Ghana for like I don't know seven years, and then got a job three years. Uh, got a job after. Writing the necessary exams. His wife is a midwife. They they are there together, and um, he's able to save five hundred pounds a month. And this is before his wife has started working. So if his wife starts working, I'm sure she can also maybe save another five hundred pounds. So thousand pounds a month, ten thousand CDs save. He says he could he couldn't even save thousand CDs in Ghana. Yeah. He doesn't have to buy food. He was given one month free housing, and um, he says. When he's working, they will not, they will not tell him there's shortage of goods. So, this is what other countries have done, yeah. which we have to do. Let me give you a message I also received. From uh, somebody. Before your money comes. It's a quite uh-huh. pretty short message. But the money, your money, there's clear. Nathan knows what to say already. I mean, <laughs> I mean the guy has given us your money already. He's told us <laughs> how much. He's <laughs> told us <laughs> how much. In a place where you say 500 pounds. He says, it's just good friend. I'm in the UK listening to you guys. I left Ghana in 2019 with 20 nurses and 7 doctors. Hey. I'm working at Bournemouth and Southampton General Hospital. Mm-hmm. We are more than 50 nurses here from Ghana. In one hospital? Yes. When I, vi- when I visited... They can't even do fellowship. They can't even do... <laughs> just when I visited NMC Ghana in 2018 to do my foreign verification... Nursing and Medical Council. Yes. I was number 48. Mm-hmm. And it was the second day in the month of February... Yes. Meaning between 1st and 2nd of February 2018, 48 nurses were ready to leave Ghana. Hey. I was shocked that day. The nursing shortages in the UK are getting serious. The UK needs nurses for both hospitals and care homes. My HR told me she needs to fill 200 nursing vacancies before summer ends. Hey. 
the UK businesses from Ghana, Nigeria, Tanzania, Kenya, Zimbabwe, and Botswana. So you see the countries: Ghana, Nigeria, Tanzania, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Botswana. So two east, mm. two south, two west. Yes. And, so, and they are working English to reduce the all IELTS. English speaking. Yes, they are working to reduce the IELTS score from band seven to six point five. For nurses, it's not English. If once you can pass the English, we like then parting shot at Ghana registered and then the UPNMG. What is it? It says perpetual and Maxwell need to sit up and settle their differences. No, 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 he was the 44th on the list. That means between the first and second day in that month, mm. over almost 50 people had wanted to leave. Yeah. He was number 48. And he's in hospital in Southampton and Bournemouth. Yeah, he works in those. Seven Ghanaian doctors, 20 nurses. At the time when he was leaving. And there are over 50 nurses now. in the hospital. The then the is looking to in the lobby. Mm. Are you ready? I don't know. You know, listen, my question to you is, should we be happy for them or sad for Ghana? I think that's the question. That, that's the question. <laughs> Should we be happy for them or sad for the country? Your man is brought to you by CBG. We stand with you. <laughs> Listen, when the guy said he can save 500 pounds, I saw your eyes were Charlie. You were just looking at well, me quietly. <laughs> The thing well, if, I, if I hear something, hear something like this, my lonely being, my wife, what can you Maybe I'm in power translators. You less. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe France are lose pay in free translation. <laughs> Somebody sent a message to Twitter. He says that, Charlie. Hampshire NHS Trust is like Ghana land. They say, Omugo. They are speaking to you in the hospital. Jinga, everything is on there. It says, Hampshire NHS Trust is like Ghana now. Anyway. So, what's your tip for me today? I don't even know what to say. Anyway, anyway. This one is from, you know, this book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Yes. Good. Written by George Mac Samuel Classen. Now, it says, quote, Gold cometh gladly and in increasing quantity to any man who will put no less than one tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family. What does that mean in English? It means that when you make money, Think about your future. Think about your family. Break a little and put some away. Yo, Yati. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. <laughs> But my G's, yeah, I know the what. Sikeni e kwa kunye, sikeni e kwa kunye. Tell you what the master so. Now so with the gang No holiday. 
Charlie with the grind every day. Ah, so you need to see a physical criminal, but you took us to be a here pay. You get here, you are one, see a coaching, chin, this is a the city breakfast show plays above the noise Touch for the door, make up. What's your name? What's your name? When you see card, I'll be hard and tuck. Yeah, I know I set you a boy. Midnight, I found a boy. What's your credit? What's your call, boy? Hey, sick of whom tick be a boy. Hit it. My name, Gang Gang Grind. Hey, this is how we go fine, fine, fine. This is how we go be so nice. Why we go be so nice? Grrr. You be teddy, aqua, bunty, aqua, chin, chin, this is a baby. You be teddy, aqua, bunty, aqua, chin, chin, this is a baby. Well, uh, the question I have for listeners is, should we be happy for this guy who was he couldn't save thousand he was working in the hospital in ghana and now he says every month if he doesn't save crap 500 pounds there he's just lying there quietly and, and i was asking whether he'll come and start the prison so he has to save small for, for the money to increase and i asked him whether he'll come back he said oh you can't visit he's going to come and visit he <laughs> visit us <laughs> He said the weather is even okay. The food. He said he took his shooter. He took his own shooter. You are lucky when he asked him that. So will you come? You are lucky he didn't laugh and fall off his chair. <laughs> Fred, if you can get somebody else, I want to check whether this guy I spoke to is real because the story is too good. He said he walks to work. He doesn't have a problem. He said when he's working, they don't tell him there's no gods. So the work is good and that his um and then the message you read. Can you read the message again? The message you read from this nurse. You said the person said her boss says she has how many vacancies to fill. In yeah, 200. 200 vacancies yes, yes. to fill before end of summer. Yes. Go in one hospital. Yes, that's Godfrey. I mean, the UK listening to you guys every day. Mm-hmm. I left Ghana in 2019 with 20 nurses and 7 doctors. Mm-hmm. I'm working at Bournemouth and Southampton General Hospital. Mm-hmm. We are more than 50 nurses here from Ghana. Mm-hmm. When I visited NMC Ghana in 2018 to do my foreign verification, I was number 48. On the which list. was the second day in the month of February. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Meaning between 1st and 2nd of February 2018, 48 nurses were ready to go to leave. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that day. Nursing strategies in the UK is getting serious. Mm-hmm. They need nurses for both hospitals and care homes. My child told me she needs to fill 200 nursing vacancies before summer ends. The UK needs nurses from Ghana, Nigeria, Tanzania, Kenya, Zimbabwe, and Botswana, and they are trying to reduce the IELTS score from band 7 to 6.5 for nurses in Africa. And the parting saw that Perpetua and Maxwell sit up. 
<laughs> I wanted to find out why the UK all of a sudden is so desperate. You know what I'm saying? You know when I went to do my MBA in 2008, 2009? In those days, when you do your MBA, once you have a visa as an MBA person, you're, you automatically qualify for, uh, they, they call it, um, uh, was, I forget the name, but there's something it's essentially like uh, you are staying there. Yes. So once you have you, so certain level of skills, so it's certain level of uh, uh, university when they come, and then the, at the time there was a con- a new government came and they changed that. So a lot of my mates were like, actually, why have they changed this thing? It's like, oh, these conservative people they don't like immigrants, so they changed it to something called. So Theresa May. Uh-huh. So when I was there, Theresa May was the Home Secretary, and she changed the thing. So the the thing became like, even if you come with that thing, you have to do some points, something, something, something. So, and I think she won the election later because at least the conservatives liked the fact that she was something some like anti-immigrant. Okay. Now, you have, an, you have a conservative government in the UK, which is not necessarily very friendly to immigrants. Yet, they are actively recruiting Ghanaian and Nigerian <coughs> and Tanzanian and Kenyan and all these kinds of things. So, so, my question is, what's happened? Did they build Agenda 111? How, how come they need all these nurses all of a sudden? Because their population hasn't even increased. No, but yes, the UK population is old, so they, they haven't had the increase in population like we have. Co- so where where, where where is the demand coming from? COVID stressed their health system, and I think some else will add COVID. COVID, yes, COVID stressed really, really stressed. stressed. It stretched them severely. So yeah. they, they came up with every country. No, but I think the every, UK, in no, the Western, Western Europe, Europe they were Italy. Yes. How about COVID stretched every country. I think for the UK, the what? whole construct of their health system is what is coming back to bite them. One, they filled their vacancies in the, in the late 80s into 90s, going um, closer to the 2000s, filled their vacancies with cheaper labor from the eastern side of the European bloc. As against British citizens. Yes. I mean, because it was cheaper and were, they were readily available. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the Europeans. Yes. A lot of them, plus Africans. Okay. Now, post-Brexit, a lot of them have left en masse. Oh. So, because prior to Brexit, the EU thing was working, a lot of them found it easier to be there. A lot of them got their stay, got their permits because of um, UK in EU. Oh. And after Brexit, a good number of them has have had to leave. So you think one. it's more Brexit That's than COVID? one. That's okay. just one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, COVID stress tested the NHS system. Another thing is that a lot of the indigenous British people retire earlier than expected um, from the NHS system. Okay. Because according to them, the prospects post-retirement are, are not attractive enough. Oh, so, so they, they leave. leave the job and creating more. Uh, to look for something yes. else. Okay. Now, the immigrant, um, skilled immigrant, uh, what do you call it? Visa, visa program has always been there for the last 20, 30 years. But they have tweaked it to attract more people. So they are making it easier they, for they you to get it easier. For people to move. Now, the gentleman who spoke, you spoke with said it took him between six months and one year to do that. Mm-hmm. Trust me now, it takes less than three months. To get a visa? To get the that, visa. That, okay, to get that visa. Yes. That, that visa. Because there are, there are more agencies working to, at attracting people from Ghana. So they help you do your, everything countries. quick. 
And when you go, he's right. When you go, you are offered free accommodation for one month. And within that one month, you do your adaptation examination. The moment you get your pass, you are given a long list of hospitals to choose from. And because the hospitals are also struggling to attract, they are fighting they for offer a lot of things. And this is not this is not just England. You are not talking about England. You are talking about Wales. You are talking about Northern Ireland. Wow! Only last week, about twenty of them ended up in Northern Ireland. Wow! And every month they are living in. Huge and numbers. the the perpetual I was talking about the fact that is the highly skilled ones who are actually going. So those who are more experienced. In fact, this guy. No, no, no. Oh, now no. they are thinking. Oh, the highly skilled ones are leaving. The, their organization uh, but guess what <clears throat> the numbers we see are the official numbers from their nursing system but you see the others who end up in their care homes uh, the agencies the un- unofficial nursing uh, communities so uh, the numbers are actually more than we are, we are you know we are really okay somebody who works within a university <laughs> is telling me that Dozens of application dossiers of our graduate radiographers, physiotherapists, medical lab scientists, and dietitians are living in droves for the UK and US every week. And this is from an educational institution because I think they have to sign something to show that they're patient. Because it's, it's a professional. So my question is, which means that this is not just professional people, but also people who have an academic qualification. No, so like they're using the so there is the university. They're professionals. They are professionals. Ah, okay, are okay, professionals. okay. As a professional, yes, yeah. they, they go to invest here. Yes. You see, before too, the people of Indian descent mm-hmm. um, had taken a lot more of set positions. Yeah. But the shift in their in the situation back in their in their country is also causing a lot of them to stay. Oh, so the Pakistani uh, Indian guys who used to fill those spaces, it looks like home conditions are better. Better now for some of them. So, because in the UK, for, for, for what I know, any every next doctor you meet is, is, is from either an Indian or a Pakistani. Or African. A I mean, Indian, yeah. Indian, okay, Indian descent or of. African. So, so, conditions globally, conditions in UK and conditions in other parts of the world have increased the demand. Yes. Now, on our side, in terms of supply, we also seem to have a lot of people trained in that oh, field. Yes. Because remember, in the past few months, in fact, there was a report Caleb gave me where some nurses said they should be placed. Government said we don't yes. have money. If I let me play that report for you to help us put this in context. We, are, we want to look at the, the supply side for everything. It's a demand mm-hmm. and supply side. The Coalition of Unemployed Nurses and Midwives. This was Caleb, uh, how far back? I think this is um, last year. When was this report? This was two months ago. Two months ago, okay. Two months ago. Let's just hear the report. To give a sense of the issues here, mm-hmm. which will push the guy out. But there's also push and pull. So here is a push factor. My parents have sent me to school for three good years. And after writing the exams, those people refer us one paper. We went and wrote a paper. We passed. We've done with the service, national service. And we are still in the house. Why should it be so? Whilst our slots have been sold to the juniors, the 2020 bag, how can a junior be working? Whilst we, the seniors, we are in the house. Today, 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 that I'm speaking with you. Some people have passed through back doors. For them to be posted and they are working, they pay a huge amount of money. Whilst we are still in the house, why should it be so? Whilst we are 2019 bad, we are still in the house. We also have evidences showing that 
the registered nurses and midwives, that is a diploma and degree. Um, the, our main batch during their national service, only, they were only 9,000. Yes. So we, we are confidently and we hope that, and uh, we believe that the 11,000 clearance have included with the referral batch. But um, at the end of the day, we've not been opened the portal and we've not been cleared to be posted to start work with our main badge. We are on the street because we know that Ghana here, what the government yet much is demonstration. So we are demonstrating to tell the public that we are still at home because there are a lot of government officials who are on TV stations or radio stations saying that we are all being posted. That's the 2019. But we are telling the public that it is not true. We are still home. So we are doing this demonstration to create the public awareness that we are still at home. Every now and then, whenever we engage them, we are working on it. It's in the pipeline, and we are going to see to you people. All the reassurances has gone on severally, several times, and now we cannot take the reassurances anymore. So there you have it. Um, this particular group, the 2019 batch of registered uh, nurses, have been crying. They have poured on the streets to protest. They want to be posted. They want to be cleared. And so that is why a number of them have fallen the streets, moved all the way from the Independence Square, currently at the uh, Parliament House, moving to the Ministry of Health. Well, if you can see this uh, banner right here, they are saying that equality for 2019 referral of registered nurses. And a, a number of things they have also written here, treat 2019 registered nurses uh, referral team, same as 2017 and 2018 referral batch. Why do you post a main batch leaving us behind? This clearly tells you how unexcited they are. Well, they are so angry that since 2019 they have not been posted. Right now we are moving to the Ministry of Health uh, to go and petition the leaders to see what they have to say. So we have arrived at the Ministry of Health and uh, this is a mood here. They are here to express their uh, frustrations and also uh, show how unhappy they are for the fact that they have not been posted since 2019 and they have not been given the clearance. So we are yet to receive officials from the Ministry of Health to see what assurances they have for these registered nurses and midwives. The petition is coming, and the baby is crying at the moment. This is heartbreaking. Three years in the house. Three good years. Ah, I'm back. What I saw have you done? In fact, the government have infiltrated us unfairly in a standard 2020 bad. They just completed national service and they are working. We the 2019 bad. We are in the house. We are in the house. So we are in the house. Moh, we are in the house. Mof, we are in the house. In fact, we are suffering. How can they sell our slots to our juniors? We have, we have heard them loud and clear. We've received their petitions. We are going to make sure that we also present same to our authorities 
so that the work that we've started will complete it successfully. All right, so according to the leaders of the group, they have had several conversations with you, several meetings, but they haven't gotten that assurance that indeed... With this. So, yes, the work will be done for what has been started to be completed. So, it will be done. Okay. so you heard from the Ministry of Health. They have assured these 2019 and 2020 uh, referral batch of nurses and midwives that they are indeed going to look into the petition to assure that they are posted and given the clearance. Reporting for City News from the Ministry of Health, my name is Akusia Ocher. How serious is the... What is the opposite of influx? I want a word. What is the... How serious is the outflux of Ghanaian health professionals? Now, I'm, I'm being told that this is not limited to yes, just outflux, nurses. Actually. Yes, I'm told that it's not limited to nurses, but radiographers, physiotherapists, lab scientists, and dietitians are all living in droves. <laughs> all right, more messages. David Kofedia says, just last week, a specialist trained pediatric nurse left to the UK. Hey. Is there a replacement? I don't know. Jemen uh, Saintema says, if the government doesn't want to do the right thing, just leave them. Don't draw their attention be a, and be spoiling chances <laughs> before they realize all the nurses will leave. <laughs> Dan from Dan Zuman says, it will amaze you to know that some institutions think that a nurse who has worked for over 10 years can be replaced by a nurse who's just worked for two years. Charlie. This behavior cuts across most sectors of our economy. That's why our sectors don't grow. It means our nurses are not that bad. We are here complaining, but they, they right. know they work. Okay, this one says, great mm -hmm. discussion on the highly skilled nurses and placement situation. Mm -hmm. I think Ghana now has a posture, official or unofficial, to export labor. I heard that a number of countries have placed requests at the YEA to recruit directly from here. Hey. And the agency is processing work abroad programs in that regard. What sectors? It would be nice to know. Hey, Sajide. Mm. Good morning. <laughs> this, one, this one says, I just want to inform you of this brain drain thing. Last December, the government uh, gave approval for the employment of veterinary doctors. Mm. 30 vets were employed, but only six remained. 24 have all been poached and are working in the UK. The UK government is also poaching from all departments. This is serious. You have Do you know how long it takes to train a vet? And out of, if this is true, out of 30, how many are left? Six. Six. So 24 have left. Mm. Hey. Odum sense that. The dogs are suffering. Mm. The cats are suffering. Charlie. All right, more messages. I work as a registered nurse in the UK. Mm -hmm. for about six, I've been working for about six months now. I can say without apology that what we received back home was peanuts. You are paid 10 to 11 times what you are paid back home with better conditions of service. I have to be happy for you. <laughs> Another one says... Well, he's new. But I'm so sad for the country. That. <laughs> but but new, you so are saying this is the condition that. that the British people say they don't like. This That's why I'm saying that he's new. Six months is new. Mm. After two years... The thing is, uh, young people would always look for such opportunities. Particularly if you can go with your spouse. Everywhere. Double income. You know, the thing is, you know, the other side is that you are not going to rise through the ranks. Mm -hmm. You, you, uh, you, that one, forget it. It will take... Mm. It will take Unless you are born there. That's you are you are more likely to. So they've already put now. you in some band, and you'll be there forever. So that one, well, if you are going, just know that 
<laughs> the promotion but, but will come. But that's, I think I saw a text here, very interesting. You go down, you mm-hmm. see. Okay. As I was somebody who Listen, says, go on, go on. Yeah. All right. And this one uh, says, the sad part is not only Nesda leaving, but the IT people too. Mm. Okay. This was a better day. Stop asking if the guy should come back. Ah, I'm a teacher. If there's an opportunity like that, I'll fly away. David from a man. Well, teachers are also being sought after yeah. there. So, David, just uh, look sharp. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. This one says, Bernard, let me give you a funny story. Mm. My midwife cousin has applied to me for Canada mm. with his anesthetic hus- husband nurse. The kid's sister also has applied to leave for the UK while the big brother who's a lab tech is leaving. A personal friend who is a psychiatric nurse is leaving Ghana for the UK by the end of the year. Let's take it one by one. Take it. My midwife cousin is going to Canada. Her husband is anesthetic nurse. So husband and wife Canada. Kid's sister, UK, nurse, big brother, lab technician, going. Friend, psychiatric nurse, UK. So it's like everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave the security man in the house <laughs> to lock the gate. <laughs> hey! All right. Nutifafa uh, from Aplau says, we should be happy for him and the country. After all, the country will enjoy its cut from his remittances. Apparently, we had more remittances in 2021 than we had FDI. The remittance mm-hmm. is now over $4 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, if you put all that UFI Grant is doing, asking for mm-hmm. to invest in Ghana, versus official private remittance, 200 pounds, 1,000 pounds, it's more. Mm-hmm. And these monies are going to houses, school fees. Mm-hmm. If you look at the trend, a lot of school fees in Ghana has been paid by remittance money. A lot of houses being built in Ghana by remittance money. So maybe we should have a policy for it. A national exodus policy. Well, it's, 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 it's okay to look at the policy. And that policy should also uh, preempt what to do Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 an instance of the exodus, mm-hmm. for instance, should we keep training nurses at the highest level only? Should we come back to the oh. SRN level, which used to be the NTC thing? So we can have should a lot we more nurses. Go to the enrolled nurses or community health nurses more. Um, should we now gra- be to grade them step by step? Like the way the Cubans do their doctors. Exactly. Because exactly. a lot of our rural areas don't have nurses at all. Exactly. A lot of our chips compounds may not have nurses. So exactly. instead of just training nurses at the, highest, at level, the highest level, maybe you can, can say have you can have a, a, a the, certificate exactly. nursing, um, which you, you may be required to say uh, practice for maybe three to five years. After which you, you can, can then go to the next level. To. That way, you are able to keep a lot more of them at the basic, basic level. Yeah, because the fear is that you are going to have a, um, a shortage even at the basic community because level. The thing is that you can't. You, you probably will not be able to take a certificate in nursing to the UK, mm-hmm. but you can take a diploma SRN professional. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know whether they are still doing SRN, but. Mm-hmm. Um, degree nursing mm-hmm. and all those things mm-hmm. so that you can easily mm. but if it's at the basic level maybe not mm. where you are required to mm. um, th- these are just random thoughts but no I, I think it's a very important we point can't, we cannot stop these professionals from, from going nothing will stop them so the, the sensible thing to do is to open the tap in a way that will not deprive us of nurses exactly. when we need them most exactly. Be- because we also have our population growing our health needs have increased and I think the point about certificate nurses becomes more crucial. Nathan, more comments? All right. This one says, I'm a public health officer with the Ghana Health Service, and mm-hmm. I'm currently working on my exams to travel out. <laughs> with my current salary, Not I can't even save anything when the month ends. Mm. All right. Uh, I posted on my status update 
that I was all smiles listening to this guy. I'm happy for him. So the guy said he's not coming. He said he's going to visit so I'm Christmas. I'm a chartered accountant and mm. my take home is a paltry 4,255. Oh, after all the chatter. To leaving one day. Sorry, to chatter is hard. Though. I mean, look, if you're a chartered accountant, you can be in the UK and never get a job as a chartered accountant. It's, you see, it's not as straightforward. It depends on the needs there. Yeah, and it depends on you. Mm. I mean, you can be a chartered accountant. There are doctors who have left Ghana, gone to Canada, gone to the to, to the US and never ended up in the medical field because they probably couldn't do the onboarding, maybe write the exams and all the adaptations. It's not that straightforward. It's not that straight. But some nursing and a, a few others may be a, a bit more straightforward than, mm. than others. Mm. <clears throat> all right. Mm-hmm. This one says, please pass by the Adabaka Polyclinic and you'll be amazed at the number of people taking their yellow fever jabs <laughs> just to travel. If things don't change and we continue this NDC MPP thing, Ghana will soon shut down. Something coming from them. They are taking their jobs to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Then, uh, this issue, uh, mm-hmm. nurses are posted and for over six months, no salary. Why won't they leave? We'll leave, car. Oh, Charlie. Okay. This one says, I work as a registered already, nurse in the UK for about six months. Okay. I think yeah. we heard this already. Yeah. Okay. The person added a few things. Insurance, transport allowance, gift card vouchers in stores online. <laughs> we are so cherished, respected, and loved. We work hard because you get paid early, even though it's hard work. <laughs> he said he has 12 hours to work, one hour break, and that 11 hours, he said you can even get 15 pounds. So if you get 20 pounds, let's assume you get, let me calculate something. So if what? you get 20 pounds an hour, he says some get 15, some get 20. Let's assume he works and gets 20 pounds. Where's my calculator? 20 pounds times 15. Me and my mask. 20 times 15. Yeah. You're not working 15 hours. No, no. 20, so 20 times 11. Uh-huh. 11. That's 220. That's, yeah. 220 a week times 4. That's 880 pounds a month. This is the basic. A month. Yeah. Is that calculated properly? Because that's low. No, no, sorry, sorry, let me do it again. That's very no, low. No, sorry, sorry, no, I made a mistake. So I made a mistake. I made a mistake. 11 times 20. By 4 is 880. Yes. 880 by 4, that's about 3,500. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. So 11 hours a day, that's uh, how many days in a week? So can you work six days a week? Yeah. Or can you work seven? Yeah. Um, no, then it's just a lot of money. No, hang, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. But there's tax. Yes, and there's also and other things. It's between 27% to 30% is going into taxes. Yeah, it's better than There's than transportation, depending mm-hmm. on where you live. Mm-hmm. And real transport is very expensive. expensive. No, thing is, it's yeah. a reality that we are dealing with, but it's not as easy like that. Because, you see, read this one. Okay, this one says, I'm a trained nurse. It's easy, they are enjoying I went to the UK, <laughs> and I worked about 16 years. <laughs> It's not hard. Yeah, they will go. <laughs> I keep you out. This noise. Some people are leaving. You have uh, nine hundred people last year. Okay. Okay. So, so this uh, went to the UK. Worked for about sixteen years. Mm-hmm. I've been in Ghana for the last seven. Nothing will make me want to work as a nurse in Ghana. My NTC colleagues are in top positions in Ghanaian hospitals. Some have retired with absolutely nothing. One of our mates still working had a stroke, and we had to contribute to take care of her. The system in Ghana does not care about nurses, unfortunately. And that's a huge issue, Bernard. This this system in Ghana business. Do you do you know that staff of Kolebu mm-hmm. until Ampuma took over, mm. you have to pay for Medicare when you go there as a hospital worker. Yes. yes. How, how do you? Why? Yes. And when you retire and you come back to Kolebu, you will pay money and be seen be treated really? like an. I'm telling you. It oh. is only recently that they are changing this thing. Well, okay. if you are staff, you, there are certain benefits that you enjoy. Otherwise, you also do queue and everything. Mm. 
So, I mean, these things are so hostile that mm. nobody... So, they're, they're, so, so, it looks like we are in a very interesting time where the push and pull have met. Mm, so, there's equilibrium. Met. So, people that want to go, the UK say, come. You remember Frigate? Frigate. So, they open the Frigate. Everybody right. Let's end with a few more final thoughts okay. before we go. All right, this one's, I have a friend. As soon as he got there, he said he would throw his passport away. Oh, stop it. So that he won't see it again Yo. because he's not coming. One day he'll look for it. Uh, <laughs> no. One day he'll look for the passport. <laughs> my, my name is uh, Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. I moved to the UK last year. I'm currently working at the Nottingham University Hospital. Mm-hmm. Nice. I came on a different visa, mm-hmm. but the process to get into the NHS is not difficult at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing you need is to follow the procedure and guidelines. Mm-hmm. The NHS is recruiting a lot due to the mass retirement of current NHS workers. They are also looking to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I have about three of my friends from Ghana working in the NHS. Mm-hmm. I also work to work. I live about 20 minutes away. The system here is working. Okay, this is somebody from Germany. Let's listen. Yes, this one's a fantastic topic, but it's not only in the UK. Here in Germany, it's like in the UK as well. Actually, in Germany, they pay for your language class while you are on the job. They give you a three-bedroom flat for your family. And the icing on the cake is if you end up working in the old age homes. It's like you've won the lottery. That's uh, So the care people, no? Yes. Uh, Yes. Or you eat free. (laughs) <laughs> no, now you eat free. The, so the care one are the high level one, and it's it's mostly government funded. Derek is happy in Berlin. I'm He's there teaching German, three bedroom apartment. He's eating free. And he's Tell taking shit on too. Okay, this one too says, yeah, we should be happy for him, but mm-hmm. she tell us the other side. It's not all the conditions that are good. You can have skilled Ghanaian doctors and nurses working in care homes and taking care of the elderly. They are in, though they are earning good. This is the point I was making. <laughs> that there, there's always another side of the story. But, but as young people, Charlie. these are attractive options for them. Mm. And it's going to increase. Look, 2019, 2019, the records have it that 219 Nigerian nurses left for the UK. Two years after, 3,010 Nigerian nurses left for the UK. So, in two years. In two years. Three thousand and what? Ten. <coughs> wow. So from so it's almost tenfold. More than tenfold. Yes. Yeah, but you know some of these things is real I'll tell you a story. When I was giving for China, mm. the uh, there were three of us. The day I went for my visa processing, mm-hmm. there were just three of us. Mm-hmm. It was empty. Nobody was in there. In fact, we, we knew the security man had, by name. His name was John. Mm-hmm. Somebody we could talk to. Every day. When I came back for my first holiday, mm-hmm. two years later, mm. and I went to the embassy, the queue was like from years. <laughs> Today. Jesus Christ! It's like a twenty-fold increase. Had, things had just changed. It's the same way. This is an interesting one from somebody. You know, I used to live in a Warsaw, so he said, yes, I'm, yes, living I'm living in Warsaw. Warsaw. Since we left the EU, the EU nationals do not come to work here anymore. Charlie, I used to go to the Warsaw Community yeah. Library to read. Mm. Anyway, but, yeah, but let me read this one. This one is from a nurse in Kolibu. Mm-hmm. It says nurses in Ghana are going through a lot of frustration. That is why they are easily enticed by the goodies the foreign countries show us. Can you imagine? I'm due for promotion since 2021. Mm. But my boss is saying that, <coughs> sorry, she will not allow me to get the promotion until she retires. Mm. And nobody seems to help you when you complain. Some of us are willing to stay and work for our country, but the frustrations are driving us away. Real from that, someone says it's not only the nurses. They've taken most of our young finance and accounting guys from the big four audit firms in Ghana hmm. as well. Let's wrap up quickly. Bernard, I've been here for a year. Yeah. I've made over 15,000 pounds, which I haven't made in my 17 years of practice in Ghana. I came for my husband and kids six months after I got the UK. got to the UK. I don't think anyone who lives 
like this will come back to GH. Brexit is part of the problem, but also British citizens are not taking up nursing as a career. Their only option is to look for talent from the Commonwealth countries in Africa in particular. They even did their Commonwealth conference in Rwanda. So now, yes. The person who talked, who talked about £15,000 made, does it mean that saved, as he made us in, I have saved? I don't know. Yeah, Probably because as for salad. me, yeah, it's yeah. clear. But if you saved £15,000 in one not, year... It is not nursing you are doing there. Then you may be doing more than uh, yeah. straightness. Maybe you, are doing more, maybe you are doing a lot more agency work in addition to the regular NHS mm. and all that. But fifteen thousand pounds. Look at another one. What the gentleman said is very true. Most of the nurses they recruited from Europeans are not hard working as the ones from Africa. During the COVID times, most of the Europeans opted to leave. My partner is also a midwife. She always complained about the attitude to work. This Johnson, my friends, is one of the people in charge of recruiting from UK for Kent NHS. Every time she successfully recruits from Ghana. And I feel happy and sad at the same time. We have a shortage because a few good nurses retired during COVID. Some have also moved to Australia and New Zealand because the working conditions are much better. So they are going Things elsewhere. are not the best here for nurses, but better than Ghana. So you see, so UK people are moving to Australia. Australia, Australia has launched a new international recruiting program for um, health, health, health workers. Mm-hmm. My classmate is involved in that. He's a Ghana boy. Proper, proper recruiting proper, people from pra, mm-hmm. you know working there in australia you know and they are just recruiting especially commonwealth countries mm. right. this one says mm. um you must be happy you must be happy he'll mm. send remittance back home mm-hmm. shortage of nurses in the uk is real mm-hmm. he'll be able to save that much in the beginning because he's not fully integrated into the system mm-hmm. he's renting i suppose a studio fully furnished building but once he's fully integrated he'll want a car okay. he wants to buy a home and then the gains will go away. Uh-huh. The situation in the UK has also been exacerbated by Brexit. Mm. But overall, his life will be better, even if the savings fall after being fully integrated. Quality of life is better. I think this summarizes the Everything. issue. And I have a song to summarize it. So. Is the Exodus. Wow.
<laughs> so I'm told the opposite of influx is exodus. So it's the exodus of the Ghanaian professional. Some people say we should be happy for them because they'll bring some of the money back home to come and do things. Cocoa milk is a fully plant-based milk which offers specially boosted daily nutrition for all ages from toddlers to adults and comes in one liter tetra pack. It's enriched with vitamins C, A, E, B12, B2, D2 and minerals such as iron, zinc, calcium, folic acid and more. It contains lauric acid which helps fight viruses, bacteria and boosts daily immune system. It comes in six exciting variants, Cocoa Original, Unsweetened, Super, Life, Barista, and Chocolate. It's approved by the FDA and available at all Melcom shops, NS Chemist shops, and all supermarkets. For inquiries, call 0274-440180 or visit our Facebook page at Cocoa Diary Free GH. Why rent when you can buy your two, three, or four-bedroom affordable luxury home at Community 25 Tema? Get a whopping 15% discount if you reserve before 23rd July and be your own landlord today from Selma Court. You can also deposit 5,000 CDs to reserve at Dodoa Hills or Pram Pram Beach Plots and spread the balance within one year or pay with exchange of executive cars for our land and houses. Enjoy electricity, security, swimming pool, shopping center, gym and fitness and asphalted inner roads. Call 540 or visit my www.selmacourtgh.com for more information. Ogana, get ready to experience trucks and buses you can trust. CFA Ogana is now the sole agent for Mercedes-Benz trucks, buses, and also Fuso trucks in Ghana. Now, they are going on a massive tour. It will take them... Uh, to all wonderful, pl- I mean, a lot of places in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, on the 7th of July, the tour climax with an open house expo at the Tema showroom of CFAO on the 7th of July. Come and find out more about amazing maintenance packages, our care policy, and financing solutions. If you want to buy a truck, you can call 0501509868 or 0202-221422 for more details. Listen to these numbers. 417 Ghanaians sat for the NCLXRN exams. This is for US in 2021. 221 passed, so that's about half. But the UK one, 90% passed. So clearly, the UK people are more aggressive. So 90% of the people who wrote the exam passed. The US, about 50% passed. So in Ghana, it said last year for the US, 221 passed and went. So that's half of the 417. But for the UK, 90%. Because the UK one is more relatable because of the, 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 the educational system. Thing. Yes, yes, that's one. And then the US as a destination, mind you, you are competing with Latin America. Mm. You know, the Mexico. Yeah. And all so it's, it's, a much, it's a much bigger there. pool. It's a bigger, you know. But I got a, a very interesting, you know, um, from a friend who's a medical officer, a medical doctor, says that. Oh, sometimes you hit the nail right on its head. Health workers generally do not have any laid-down benefits in this country. In Ghana? In Ghana, yes. It says, our conditions of service only gives you free mortuary fees in a Ghana health service facility. Go and check it out. I'm really sad this morning. I'm very, very sad, but I'm happy that you guys are discussing this. Free much if he's he said, many of my nurses, including those who just completed their year one rotation, mm. have come with a clearance form 
from Ministry of Health to be signed. What does that mean? Ah, yeah. They are on their way out. That's what you mean, Otila. Normally, they ask for leave without pay. Then they I go. mean, that has always been the strategy. So you ask for leave without pay to see yeah. how the system will be. And then After three, four months, Ali. Take your pay, because your pay now. I know go take me go all right, are you thinking about getting that project started? How about paying fees and rent for the course? Worry no more. First Atlantic Bank's controller loan is your solution. So if you're a government worker, you can get a loan of up to 150,000 CDs for all your pressing needs. You can dial star 442, star 30 hash to apply and enjoy the lowest rates. First Atlantic Bank, refreshingly different. We all want our children to do well in school and life, and that's why they need grits. And sport teaches grits so, so well. When they build grits in sports, they build it for life. Help your champion build grit today through sports. Energize them with a nourishing cup of Milo to go further. The grit they learn in sport, they keep for life. Milo, the energy to go further. This ad is FDA approved. It's important to safeguard your business against all forms of cyber attacks. Selfline knows this. That's why we're offering you a business bodyguard called Selfline Internet and Business Solutions SIPS. You are rest assured that hackers and scammers can't come near your business. It's designed to safeguard your production lines, online transactions, social media pages, personal data, and digital assets. And this is 24-7. Choose digital protection to prevent your social media accounts from impersonation attacks. Disaster recovery, with, uh, which brings back your system minutes after disaster. And cyber protection for online activities. And secure SAP B1 software, which prevents attackers from gaining access to your entire network. For more information, call 0302-745-766 to book a demo. Selfline, better together. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. The City Breakfast Show. I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. Allow me to flex. This life, I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. Allow me to flex. Many, many years, me, I don't get good. Rock the mic, me, I rock the show. Many, many hit songs when I go. Still them go save me and now they try. I see them complain of Kanye West. In speaking mind the people best. Everybody wants to be the best. But the world can do without the best.
never carry me back. Well, it's not only an exodus, it's also, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, a return, I guess. Because uh, on the football side, FA chairman Keto Kroku has announced that Inyaki Williams, who is a, a winger for Athletic Bilbao, one of the better teams in Spain, one of the better players for the team, has agreed to switch his nationality to Ghana. So he was born in Ghana, experienced a Ghanaian, but I guess he's Spanish. Uh, he's Spanish. And uh, so Inyaki Williams joins a list of about five other players who have either expressed interest or have been granted the switch to play for Ghana. Now, let me just give you the list quickly. This is City Sports Online. Give me list, Papa. So the story says, President of GFA has confirmed the availability of six players for selection for the Black Stars ahead of the September international duty. The GFA boss confirmed in a tweet that Tariq Lamte, Inyaki Williams, Mohamed Salisu, Stephen Ambrosius, Patrick Pfeffer, and Ransford Yeboah are available for national selection. Now, we'll take them one by one. And then Inyaki had already announced a nationality switch to play for Black Stars in a video released on social media in the late hours of yesterday. The FA boss, Mohamed Salisu, is now ready to represent his country after turning down several calls due to personal reasons. Brighton and Hove Albion fullback Tariq Lamte has also decided to represent Ghana instead of the three Lions of England and was in Ghana in June to hold discussions and donate some items and stay for vacation. So they, they all want to come for vacation. Mm. So it tells you that the, the link is already there. Mm. And, I, and I think, let me finish the list and I'll come back to you. And I think um, the, the fact that they are all coming at the same time also helps. Yeah. Uh, the availability of these players give, uh, means that uh, the list of players possible for the Black Stars is more. So, God, for a couple of things. Yeah. And Nathan. So, it looks like Keto Kraku was actively doing this recruitment. He was involved in the process. Mm-hmm. He, he wants them to come and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the fact that all five or six of them have had theirs at the same time suggests that it's not just one person coming who will feel a bit lost. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a whole group are coming. Mm-hmm. So, there's going to be... It's much easier. Yeah. All right. And then the, the, the story said the coach and the captain were both very happy. Yeah. So you have a coach who himself played a lot, a long time in Germany. You have a technical. It's actually di- quite instrumental. Yes. In getting a lot. And you have a technical director. A technical director who's half, half Ghanaian, half British. Yeah. Um, so you can see a lot of coincidence of things have happened. Mm-hmm. The coach and uh, and the technical director are both sort of. Mm-hmm. Like the Tony Buffo type yeah. of person, then you are nationals. Yes, and then you have Andre and Jordan, who were born in France or who lived mm-hmm. in France for a long mm-hmm. time, sort of endorsing the decision that these guys should come back. Mm-hmm. And perhaps would even have spoken to, to some them. of these boys already. So, so it seems to be as if everything just happened at the right time. Yeah, everything just happened at the right time. Yeah, um, I, like I, 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 I'm particularly excited by the Naki Williams one. Mm. Um, why him? Why is his own? Is he the most high profile? Yeah, and he brings quality. How good is he? He's decent. He's better than what we have now. In which position? Especially in in our forward wide, areas. The wide area. No, I'm just saying. You know, just in generally in our forward areas. So who is Inaki Williams? For those who don't know him, Inaki is he? No, he's a, he's an attacking player of Athletic Bilbao. Um, started out from the academy, has gone through the the. the Athletic Bilbao is the Basque based yes. team. Yes. yes. 
he's, and he's always seen himself as being Basque. Like he said in his, the interview, he granted not too long ago before this one, which is why mm-hmm. people are like, he's not Ghanaian, he doesn't feel Ghanaian and all. Break down the Basque thing. So, Basque, uh, so Barcelona and Athletic Bilbao are interesting teams. Yeah. They are so, almost like they represent, they are emblematic of a certain yeah, nationalistic, certain region. autonomous, yeah, it's autonomous region. Regions, yes. So, it's not surprising for him to say he feels yeah, Basque yes. because to play for Bilbao, it must mean more than just football. Football, yes. Uh-huh. You know, so you so we shouldn't take it against him. Oh no, that no, he really. says he's And I'll back. explain that because those mm. questions have also come up. Yeah, you know. But like I said, for me, it's a matter of quality. He provides mm. uh, quality at the moment. You look up front. We are relying on Felix Afanaja and Benjamin Tete and Jordan Ayew, who all play specific roles for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Um, Inaki, for instance, coming in takes a lot of pressure off Afinajan, who's young, mm-hmm. just starting his career, mm-hmm. and might not be able to cope with all the pressure, all of, the pressure mm-hmm. of what we want to do. Again, he brings a certain level of variety up front. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, he can play from the left, he can play from the right, he can play as an arrowhead. Um, gives the coach a lot more f- tactical flexibility, you know. So, uh, is the most exciting for you as well? Yeah, the most profound. Tariq as well. Um, if you look at the issues we've had, especially when you look at Otuado and preferably what he may want to do at the World Cup. You mm. know, if you look at all the options we have in the team, there's not really somebody who's a viable option as a wing-back, not as a full-back, but as a wing-back to give you extra width, especially on the attacking end. And for Tariq Lamte, I feel that is a is a great catch. He's young. His ceiling is, is wider. You have a lot more time for him to grow and understand what it is. How old is Tariq Lamte? Tariq is, what, 22? 21, 22. 21, 22. And how old is Inaki Williams? Inaki is 27, 28. Wow. So you're saying the Inaki one, well, has this always been coming or did he change his mind more recently? Because in the past they said he said he didn't feel Ghanaian and all that. What's all of that about? Yeah, I, 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 I felt that if we had qualified for the 2018 World Cup, Inaki would have played for Ghana. So his World Cup is looking for? At that time. Mm. And because it was quite clear at that time that Spain wasn't going to, yes, and he wasn't going to be a part of the Spain setup. It's been quite obvious for a very long time now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he has known that for a very long time that mm-hmm. the Spain dream was never going to materialize. And so mm-hmm. Ghana was always going to be a viable option as to how to get it done then. Mm-hmm. But well, of also, I don't know, is that like his ties are pretty deep. If I tell you who his uncle is, and I'll mention his name on radio, but why his uncle is a known Ghanaian, very, very, very prominent in football. Yes, that's his mother's brother. So his ties to Ghana are not that light. No, 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 no. He, no and does he come to Ghana often? Quite, yes. He was born here, but when did his he leave? Parents are, his parents, yeah. So when did he leave Ghana? Very young. Uh, so he was cultured in Spain. If if you read his interview, the interview he granted Sid Lowe mm-hmm. last year or two years ago, he talks about the fact that when they are when they got to Spain, mm-hmm. they had to say they were Liberian because then it would have been it was easier. You know, look, looking at it, because if you say you are from Liberia, your country is, is suffering a civil war. It's easier to get. So they have no t- ties to Liberia. They are Ghanaians. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But is he? Uh, I see. So he 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 is the the most high profile in terms I, of. I think him and Tariq. Tariq. This but he's high profile. The excitement is also because of the position that he plays. He's an attacker. He's an attacker. We need attackers. We need attackers. He's pacey. What are his skill sets? Yeah, the pace. He's yes. tremendously quick. I, I, at the moment, I don't think there will be anybody in the national team who would match him for speed. Really? No, no, no. This is one of the fastest bowlers in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's powerful. He's, he's, he's very speedy. He's, uh, he's consistent. What was the position of Bilbao on the league table last season? They, they've been a yo-yo club in recent times. Check they, have, they haven't been as good as they used to be. 
And that's I primarily see. because their their youth system has also not mm. churned out the quality it used to churn out. But uh, it looks like they're up and up. So his football education will be very good. Oh yes. Yes. What about his brother? Nico Nico didn't make the tenet because that's because Nico's career is just starting. Ah, so it's he, he is nineteen. Okay. Bilbao finished eighth. Bilbao finished eighth in La Liga. Okay. Yeah. But Salisu has also agreed to play. Yeah. Um, they said the personal issues he had have been resolved. So welcome. Mm. Again, how, quality. How good is Salisu? This is very good. He topped the Premier League's interception charts from last season. That tells you how good wow. he is. What makes him so coveted as a defender? He's left-footed and he's 6'3". And he's he left-footed he's and he's a central defender. And like the stats Nathan gave you. Oh, so just one... Uh, 0.1 shorter than Van Dyke. Yeah. So he's that tall. He's tall. And the stats Nathan gave you reveals something. Mm-hmm. He reads the game very well. That's why he's interceptions. So he's number one in the league yes. for interceptions. Yes. yes. Number one. Yes. Because yes. he reads the game very well. So he doesn't need to foul. He doesn't need to tackle. But he can oh. take the ball off you. And he's very difficult to beat one on one. Okay. And then another part of his game that is useful is his ability to play from the back. So what they call play out from yes, the back. He's got decent passing range as well. So he also brings quality. So let's take it one by one. So for a defender, you need the obviously physical size. Attributes. So you, yes. so you can you can clear the ball out with the header. Mm-hmm. So he's tall. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying he can intercept. That means he reads the game he reads well. The game that well. He doesn't need to foul you to call yeah. the penalty. Yeah. He's then, more of a thinker than a physical uh-huh. player. So he can anticipate where you're going to pass the ball mm-hmm. and then he will... And that's also because of his football education, Spain. Where, where did he go first? He was in Spain, Valladolid. And he went young? Yes, he went very young. Uh, what's the academy that took him there? African talent. African talent. So he used to play in Ghana? Yes. Where African did he grow African up? African talent. He's a Kumasi boy. Oh, this is a guy Fentu taught. No, Fentu taught my boy, Mubarak. Not this guy? No, this guy This guy was a, uh, in, the, in, in the school at the same time, time that the friend was teaching, teaching the okay. senior class. So this guy, and he, he, taught and he said he plays out from the back. Yeah. So when you say somebody, play, what does that mean? It means that, you know, typically your, 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 your typical defender would want to hoof the ball out. Clear the ball. Yes. So if you look at Van Dyke, you know Van Dyke takes the ball. He'll step out of defense, get into the defense. Oh, line. so and even then, the attack starts from yes, his play. Yes, determine where we go. Okay, we go left. He can swing the so ball. So just, just, just a boom, boom. No, no, no. no. Uh, you know, in the, when I was in school, <laughs> the defenders were playing boom, boom. You know, boom, boom. <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, Otoado has shown uh-huh. tactically that he, doesn't, he hasn't had all the materials available, but it looks like his preferred style of play is playing from the back with a balanced back line. So you have a right-footed centre-back and a left-footed centre-back. That's why he's been experimenting with a back three that has Gideon Mensah, who's a left-back. Now, So he wants to he wants defenders to initiate yes. the attack from the back. Yes. Not hit the ball and hope somebody exactly. gets it from his now, head. The reason why it's important these days in modern football, and if you check, you, you like your transfers, yes. you would see that left-footed defenders are in high demand because it gives you balance. What that means is that the left-footed player can hit the ball in a certain diagonal yes. without oh. needing to switch the ball to his right. And that means that you are less resistant to press. So it means that your team is not disbalanced. Yes. Exactly. You I'm getting it now. See, so see, so that's good. why he put Gideon Mensah in the left yes. of the back yes. three. So, so he could also so, find a different yeah. angle. So he faces this way. So his angle is this one. And then his ah. angle is looks that the way. other way. So, so prior to the this Salisu matter, we had um, 
Amate right footed, right -footed yes. so he needed a left footed center back to accommodate the way he, he wants to play. to play so now that Salisu has come yes. he's going to be the left footed yes. center back let, in that let, back let, let me put things into context mm -hmm. that's the reason why mm -hmm. Arsenal and Man United are fighting over Alessandro Martinez. Martinez he's left footed he's a center back he's a center back yeah, even though he's very short. Even though he's oh, very short. okay. But so, the fact that you have a left-footed player in the back line, teams will line up to try and sign something. I get you. And he's a, he's a left-footed player with outstanding passing. His passing numbers are mad. But that's what I'm saying. So Salisu, and Salisu is a significant upgrade. On whatever we have in there. Yeah, in that a significant upgrade. If he's able to dedicate himself, because that is also important, dedicate himself to the course when he arrives. I think How old he is he? Ever. So he's 23. he's 23. So he's young, he's quick, he's big. Yeah, so he's big. So which means I mean, England, I'm sure there are eyes looking at him. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think... If Salisu has a good season this year, he'll get, he he'll get, get Southampton player. Southampton. Because Southampton has a premier track record of oh, selling sell I mean, good, look, good the moment players. Salisu played his first game mm. for Southampton, everybody in England woke up. And apparently, apart from the the interception stats, he also has some other good numbers. I think on analysis number three or something. Yeah, he does he does a lot of things well on yeah. the average. He yeah. does a lot of things well. He was I was fourth fourth in tackles, fourth fifth in tackles, in tackles won, mm -hmm. first in terms of successful pressure, so can press quite first, well. First, you see, you know, and all of that. When he was in La Liga, third for clearances, so he's been consistent. So the World Cup will be good for him yes. because he also needs to be a full international mm -hmm. to raise his profile within whichever I don't think he even needs that looking at where he is and where his reputation is. The World Cup may not even be necessary. Not really for him. It adds, the World Cup is a dream for a lot of players mm -hmm. but it's no longer a value additive. Let me mm -hmm. put it that way. The Unless way you, you are not trying to market yeah, yourself the way as a it used player. To be. Okay. Where's the Salisu plays in the most popular and most watched football league without in the world. playing for his, without playing for his country. country and with a team that has exported some of the best players, Sadio yeah. Mane, Van you know, Dijk. So I think really Southampton. So it means Southampton has a very good scouting. Yeah, they've brought in a young chap this season, but that's not that's for another deal. I just want us. To yeah, but it's, it seems as if their 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 knowledge is in picking good players and turning them around. turning them around. Yeah. And and currently. Mm -hmm. The people running Southampton, especially on the coaching end, a manager like Ralph Hassin Hotel, mm -hmm. who's coached in Germany for many years, even though he's Austrian, he would he would know he knows how to pick a good player, especially in this current context mm -hmm. of football where you want your defender to know how to pass and all okay. of that. Let's go to the list. What does Tariq Lamte bring to the table? Tariq Lamte, I'm very excited by that. Mm -hmm. You know. And by the reason why I'm generally excited by all these players coming in, well some of them coming in, is it automatically will reduce the contentions over selection. You understand? Because if you have a Dennis Odoi and a Tariq Lamte at your right back, as the people who are competing <laughs> yeah. for that slot, we are not going to have debates about somebody else. Because that person has to be really, really good to remove those two. <laughs> now, what Tariq Lamte also brings is... Now we can vary tactics. Tyke Lamte is very good offensively. Dennis Odo is very good defensively. So depending on how we want to play, we could actually play a situation where we have Dennis, Dennis Odo at right back, right back and Tyke Lamte up front you know. on the right side of attack if that is how we deem fit. Or there's a game where we feel that we need somebody who we need a wing back style and not a proper right back style like a right wing back style. So again, it adds to the variety of what the national team is good is, is capable of doing and again like i said for me more important so Tariq is very exciting it improves the general quality that is available 
Okay. Which other players have decided to switch? We've mentioned Tariq. Yeah. We've so mentioned Stefan uh, Ambrosius. Where does he play? He's German. Uh, Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Well, Passed the German under 21. Yeah. Yes. I think that the last Which you can time, play until you're 23. Yes. The last time we tried getting him. Yeah. He, he chose to play. He chose to play for the German yeah. under 21. But he's been, he's, he's, he's had a significant injury, uh, you know, problem the past season, but has good talent. And also one of those players, I think, got to the point where he realized that he wasn't going to make too much progress within the full Germany setup, and so throws his hat into, you know, uh, throws himself into the Ghana mm-hmm. situation. I think he he will be part of the long term. But if you look at our back line, mm-hmm. Joseph Edu is getting along in age. Eventually, in three, four years, might not be around. Daniel Amati is 29. Mm-hmm. So, is getting so some of this is for the long term. For the long term. So, you have Ambrosio, who is 23. Mm-hmm. You have Salisu, who is 23. Mm-hmm. You have Tariq, who is 22 or 21. Mm-hmm. So, this are, this yeah, are your... is 35. So, he'll be gone. Dennis Odo is Dennis old. Dennis Odo is 35. Might not be around mm-hmm. after the, Af- the next... Afcon, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So these are long term. What about the Fefa or Fifa or something? The Fefa is an interesting one. He's, Where does he play? He's one meter ninety six. That's like six foot six. Yes. Where does he? Is he a basketball player? <laughs> six. Yeah. F- and he's a defender. He's a defender, and I think that's smart because sometimes you're also looking for players with a certain ceiling, mm-hmm. and he's one of those players who is attracting. He's beginning to garner attention on the quiet. Where does he play? He plays for uh, Darmstadt. Where? In Germany. In Germany. But in the second division. Quite, li- quite likely to move to a Bundesliga team before the season starts. Because I know last week, Mainz made enquiries about him. Stuttgart have made enquiries about him. One meter nine. That's like a, an six. NBA player. Yeah, he's tall. <clears throat> uh, but very comfortable on the ball. Uh, wow. From what I've seen of him. Very young as well. Also Ghana German. Ghana German. He's, uh, you know. So, uh, Toado connection. Exactly. Tony Bafu. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Konigsdorfer. Mm-hmm. He's a young um, striker as well, um, uh, with Hamburg too, I think. So it he didn't score too many goals last so, season. So it looks five. like a lot of these Ghana origin people are looking at the Black Stars now. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it's an official FA strategy to, to try bring and them to, to, to build the a team. team from there mm-hmm. because they don't feel that we have the Enough requisite quality. quality now. Is it a good strategy? For now, yes. Okay. We'll Why haven't we heard about the England boys? Uh, I haven't heard anything about Callum, Callum, Callum Hudson, Odoi, well, and Edin Ketia. This is, this is what we do know. Um, for Callum, his window, f- um, his um, nationality switch is in the works. It ah, so fully it's mature a time issue. Okay. In November. So for him, it's a bit touch and go because uh-huh. by the time it comes together, maybe the World Cup would be around and you wouldn't know uh-huh. what to do. But the info around Edin Ketia, what I know is that he still hasn't said yes to Ghana. Oh, wow. The info is that it looks like he's still harboring some hope oh, but he, that uh, he could get to sneak into the oh. England team. So I think for now, we'll have to wait and see what his eventual oh, decision t- will talk be. Talk to him. Habaipa, <laughs> what's his problem? We'll see okay, about. here's what I just found on the Salisu issue. Tackles won fourth. This is Salisu. Yeah. No, tackles fourth. Tackles won fifth. Successful pressure first. Interceptions fourth. No, interceptions is first. Yeah. So, so, so this thing you are giving me is I think it, I don't know if they are referring to say, in comparison with other leagues, but I know if you go to the Premier League database, he was he topped the interception chart. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's a good defender. Okay. <laughs> so, so the English um, tar- uh, what's his name? And Edin Ketia. Mm. But Edin Ketia, what is what, what? How do you see him? Edin Ketia. Well, if he does decide to come, like I said, it's it's a. It's is a, he a proper striker? He's learning. 
he's learning. He has shown he has shown a certain capacity. The, the getting to the end of last season, he started coming to his own and showing that he perhaps had what it takes. What type of striker is he? Well, he's mobile. Let me put it that way. He he hasn't shown that he's the most leader. So he's not big. No, no, no. He's no. like an Aguero. Yeah. Small but pocher type of guy. He's not that small. He's, he's, he's not, not that small. He's taller than Aguero. He's taller than Aguero. Yeah. You know, but he's but, mobile. Yeah. But overall, I'm excited, Bernard. Like, I, I, I am with those who say we need to improve our squad any way we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the moment, the quality is not out there. So you mm-hmm. have to find it somewhere. Then mm-hmm. on the matter of patriotism, mm-hmm. which has come up, mm-hmm. I say, how do you know one is more patriotic than the other? Mm-hmm. And how do we judge patriotism on the park? I feel that if the person comes and will give you 100% on the pitch, mm-hmm. you, that is all that is required. And honestly speaking, when we talk about patriotism, some of the Ghana boys that we consider Ghana, Ghana they boys... They are not even that patriotic. But everybody has an agenda when they play for the national team. The Blasters. Mm. Everybody plays, they play for money, they play for something. So it's never... I don't think the patriotism question... I think it matters... Somebody said something yesterday to me. He says, the patriotism thing matters more to the fans... Mm-hmm. Than to the players, the players don't really look at it that way, but we the fans look at it that way. So, so far as we can, we 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 are able to improve. But but whilst doing that, also fixing the development problems that we have here, we should not ignore that because sometimes what we tend to do is find the solution and think that okay, then let's ignore mm-hmm. the development. The development is in dire streets. We need to fix. The development. So the same energies that they are dedicating to f- convincing these boys to come and play at the Black Stars level dedicates the same energies mm. to try and fix the development problems. But I'm very happy with uh, where we are. A few quick birthdays. A glorious birthday to CEO Richard Yaobansa. May the good Lord continue to bless you with more wisdom, favor, and take you to higher heights. Coming in from Ruby. I have one from my good friend Dennis Atukwe Few. Mm-hmm. He's saying a happy 8th to Skylar. Mm-hmm. And so, Skylar, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Joseph Kwesi Mensa, uh, driver of the Ghana Christian International High School. You are so humble, a man that all the workers of the school love you so much. We say happy birthday to a godly man. This is coming in from Christopher Nimli, who is a chemistry teacher. He's also saying happy birthday to my daddy, Samuel Ayi, also known as Fuyu, joined his days at Presec. He's a former controller, former deputy controller and accountant general. He's my mentor and a great man. Happy birthday to him from Nimli. So Nimli, your father went to Presec. <laughs> no, that's not, that's ah, not his dad. He says, happy birthday to my daddy. He Mr. says the Samuel. man is his mentor. Chris's dad is, he didn't go to Presec. Ah, but his mentor went to Presec. That's <laughs> yeah, but it's not his dad. Let's just get it. Well, he has called him his daddy. I, I'm reading as seen. <laughs> as seen. Happy birthday to my daddy, uh, Mr. Samuel Ayi. Also known as for you. Join his days at Presec, a former deputy controller and accountant general. He is my mentor and a great man. Mm. Happy birthday and God bless you from Christopher Nimli. Mm. Ah, so later. Will you stay with us? Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City ninety-seven point three. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. 
Breakfast City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. On the City Breakfast Show Try and go through a few more comments Before we head out But the Electricity Company of Ghana Wishes to inform uh, its cherished customers That they will conduct an audit Of their meters So between the 7th of June And the 6th of July Which is today They've asked people uh, they asked people to go to the various regional or district offices to sort out all their issues. You know, if you don't get bills, you can't buy credits, you've bypassed your meter, you've illegally connected, all those type of things. Go and sort out all those issues because after today they go around and nab all culprits and punish them in accordance with the law. And their names will be published widely. And CFAO Ghana is bringing Mercedes-Benz trucks, buses, and also fuso trucks. And if you are interested, you can call them on 0501-509-868 or 0202-221-422. They have an open house expo at their Tema showroom tomorrow. Where you can find out more about amazing maintenance packages, their care policy financing solutions to help you purchase a truck. So please take advantage. 
And Creamy Plus takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. And it's a great complement to all your beverages. And it has vegetable fat and that makes it gentler on your stomach. You can find Creamy Plus in all golf shops, Bachelor Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. Or you can call us from distributors at Medina Residential on 0501-682-522. Or Grace has found us at Akoko Photo in Dansoman on 0245-162747. more messages before we wrap it up it's uh, 9.55 on the City Breakfast Show this one says hello we are sweating in the car at first light they override the traffic light two green lights and still sitting they should be educated on the traffic control and how many minutes each control takes their intervention is frustrating we are going somewhere I take it that maybe traffic wardens around first light we need, we need more clarity on what exactly is happening there Another message says, please call the police to come to Carnation Pump Room and clear the traffic. We've been here for more than an hour. But what exactly is happening there? Ghana Police, if you are listening, Carnation Pump Room, Carnation Police Station, please get there and try and sort that issue out.
All right, a few more messages. This one says, I'm a registered midwife who works with the Bojo Polyclinic. I have five years of working experience. I take home a salary of 2,000 CDs a month. I spend 500 on transportation alone. I have to work in a private hospital as a local midwife before I can save about 700 to 1,000 per month. I work 12 to 18 hours a day before I can earn 3,400 for both government and private hospital or in both governments and private hospitals. Why won't I leave to the UK if I get the chance? Alright, this one says, please check on the number of chartered accountants leaving our accounting and audit firms. You'll be surprised. There's a very high demand out there. And these are qualified personnel we need to be handling the books of entities and enterprises. Because we have a long way to go. Good morning, City. I think there's another side of the coin we need to look at. In as much as I appreciate the hardship in relation to working conditions that some of these nurses are experiencing, let us not forget that they receive training over here at a highly subsidized rate, which means the cost of training is mostly at the expense of the state. We then sit down for another state that has not invested to come and take our labor away. Do we consider the fact that these guys who are running to the UK and other countries, uh, it would have been extremely expensive for them to receive their training over there as nurses. And possibly most of them wouldn't have had the opportunity to become nurses if they paid the full cost of tuition, even in Ghana. Alright, this one says, Hello Ben, I've worked for over a year in the UK. Roughly after taxes, you earn averagely £1,900 monthly. You have the chance to do extra shifts, which are paid higher than the usual. And it's good, trust me. Nobody should lie to you. This one says, um, but I tell some that his point is valid. But the issue is, most of us young ones, uh, for most of us young ones, it's not about being the outdoor in a foreign land, okay? It's about finding a meaningful job that can help us secure our future. When I was in Ghana, my gross salary was under a thousand euros a month. Out here, my take home after tax is three thousand euros. After my expenditure, at least I can save about eight hundred to a thousand euros each month. If you were me, would you stay in Ghana? <laughs> very, very interesting conversation. You can visit citynewsroom.com. We've uploaded a story of the conversation Bernard had earlier with um, the health worker in the UK. I'm sure there are so many people who can relate to this. Alright, we'll continue the conversation later. But that's our show for the morning. Uh, we're here between 6.20 and 10. Join us tomorrow at the same time. Uh, you heard Bernard earlier. Uh, Godfrey was here. I was here. I still am. I'm signing out. So many thanks for listening. Thank you very much for all the messages that came through. We appreciate that.